0: As I usually do, I'm going to remind all you folks out there to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list. Very important thing to do in these uh, in these times when, who knows, we could, uh, we could come in here one day and YouTube's kicked us out and all that kind of stuff. So check out HankStrange.com. Uh, Lola has lots of different links. She shares deals and things like that up there. But also, we've got patches. Now we've got three patches, and I don't really know how to hold all three of the patches? There we go. Let's see if we can you're do right, this. Right. Yeah. So here, let's see. We got this going. So the new one is this one, which is "2020 uh, was hell in a handbasket," and you guys could get that. Um, you You guys can get any one of these patches at HankStrange.com. If you buy a patch, several patches, we're going to throw in some stickers. Lola usually throws in a lot of swag and stuff like that. So there's uh, there's a sticker. goes along with that basically my logo with uh, a grenade exploding all right so there you go that's that I just wanted to get that out of the way and uh, let me load my guests in here all right Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the start button we're gonna get going here please everyone smash the thumbs ups share this if you can I really do appreciate that Uh, We got, you know, we got to keep the numbers up, get the numbers going here, Um, as well as big shout out. And thank you to Franklin Armory for sponsoring us here. And let's get into this.
1: Welcome back to the Hank Strange Situation.
0: All right. Welcome back, guys. Smash the subscribe. Smash the thumbs up. Ring the bell to be notified every time we go live. Uh, Zara Llewellyn. Am I saying the last name properly? Yes, you are. Good Welsh name
2: means lion-like in Welsh. Llewellyn, if you're in Wales.
0: Oh, it's Welsh. Okay, very cool. Very cool. Yes, it is. All day long. Yeah, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. We have a tradition here. Everyone has to do it. It's called jazz hands. goes like this. Let's get the jazz hands going. There we go. As long as I have to wear some leotard, I'm fine. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not going to make you do that right now. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on out there because we are live. And we're going to have, uh, I feel it's going to be a fun conversation here with Zar think it's going to be easy and fun. So uh, come on into the show here. Ask us questions, all that kind of stuff. Thanks for coming in. This is episode 693 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Hank Strange. And as I said, our guest is Zar Llewellyn of Peacetime38. He's an artist, a watchmaker, a gun guy. Yes,
2: I am. Did
0: I did I get all those things? I'm sure you said all Yeah, we like cars. Things. We
2: like all kind of stuff.
0: A car Project guy. People. And uh, we do a lot of work
2: uh, for poor folks in South America and a place like
0: that. Yeah. So night train, right off the back. Night train uh, says, uh, is it Zar, Zar, Tzar? He and he spelled the, the Zax. I was saying Zaxer, the way your name is spelled, by the way. I'm, you know I'm what? You know, I used to,
2: a girl she liked me. She used to call me Zar but she is pretty so she can call me whatever she wanted so at the yeah. end of the day you know what if you buy watches make your world better you can call me anything but a few words right <laughs> so call right me a few words call me whatever you want I'm yeah. not that guy if I'm you're just, a beautiful
0: woman you, yeah you could call you could call me anyway. <laughs> anything just, just anything. call me <laughs> by the way short stack shooter this is the first time I'm seeing short stack shooter I don't know if you know short... I, actually, the, the the picture on there looks familiar, like someone I just followed on IG, but short stack shooter says jazz hands, so thanks out there for the jazz hands. <laughs> Shout out to everyone who's out there. As you guys are coming in, smash the thumbs ups and share this. Um, this is going to be a great conversation. I like having these one-on-one conversations uh, with folks. Uh, Brian Quick wants to know what's wrong with leotards or leggings, as Joe would say. Come on, man. And he's joking. Uh, well, bottom
2: line is that I don't want to see myself in
0: them. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. if, if First of, of all, people, I'm not as skinny as I, I used I, to be. Places. Yeah, <laughs> I know. see
2: myself in the shower every day. That's enough.
0: Yeah, and, and <laughs> I suffer from something uh, called acetol.
1: <laughs> I don't
0: so so.
1: I don't I, have money, is money.
0: Yeah, I would not look good in those sci-fi movies where dudes are walking. No, no, around you, you see people wo-
2: wearing these sausage pants who ride bikes and everything else. But <laughs> in mind, he's a, he was a he's a big time bike uh, bike guy. He, uh, mm-hmm. he he does a lot. He does a lot for a lot of corporations. Yeah. and like they always wear those 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 things. That I just think.
0: OK. Yeah. Well, the yoga, <laughs> you know, me. I mean, all respect to the ladies out there and everything. I get it. You know, uh, the the women are powerful. I believe that women have uh, a lot of power over me as a man, you know, um, for sure. But I, I, I have this conversation with, with Lola all the time. The the yoga pants, um, mm-hmm. there should be licenses you know not everyone should roll around and you know i mean and it's not that there's some people out there who aren't who don't have the right figure for the for the yoga pants but some of these things are bordering on um you know it's right on the edge it's right well, on the no, edge
2: I thought with that if if you are of a larger size which a lot of people are mm-hmm. uh, America is the ninth uh, America is the ninth, ninth most obese country in America in mm-hmm. the world rather mm-hmm. the point being is that i think that sometimes so that how could it be comfortable for you? You know what I mean? I mean, I wear sweatpants every day. I love mm-hmm. sweatpants. But mm-hmm. the point being is that, you know, those, they just seem really tight and constricting. Well, you, well yoga you know?
0: pants, for the women, the technology of yoga pants has come a long way. There's some very inventive people out there. And so, of course, you know, America does have all shapes and sizes. You know, some Ain't of us, of me included, are overweight. Um, but, you know, there's some dudes that like big booties. So even yeah. people with big booties are putting is it's, it's all kind my of name. this. There's yoga pants now that have cleavage for the ladies built into it. If you understand my <laughs> my meaning, you know seriously all the, these things Would are designed. You call it cleavage? <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, yeah. It's early in the show. I don't know.
2: I call how, it easy access.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how far we could go before I get in. Yeah, Lola says borderline explicit. <laughs> um and if dudes were doing this we'd be stuffing our yoga pants if we were dudes we'd be I'll, yeah. I would get I would get specialized uh, equipment to put in there just there are so actually
2: that people who do that they're actually yeah. people <laughs> who actually uh add uh they augment augment their whatever they're doing mm-hmm. and it's like wow, that's too much work yeah this is and, too much
0: work. and as a gun guy, I've seen uh, women that are that are gun that are gun guys or gun women, however you want to say it, and um, they rock yoga pants too, and they're still strapped up.
2: That would be that would be a really interesting visual for me.
0: Yeah, you
2: know what um, you, you know what you know the outline of a pistol, obviously, but mm-hmm. it would just be it but in some ways it makes sense because often uh, women are often unfortunately because of the world we live in mm-hmm. they can be under. Under arrest for any mm-hmm. number of reasons, mm-hmm. and if you have a means to protect yourself,
0: you should. Yeah, you absolutely should. And mm-hmm. and and it's tough. Like women's, so so jeans for dude. I I like, uh, you know, I like. I used to wear a lot of cargo pants because I like having a lot of pockets, but then it looks too tactical. Pockets. Yeah, but but cargo pants looks too tactical. So when you're a gun guy, I started noticing. People—it's not even so much that people identify you as a gun guy. A lot of people kept saying, "Oh, you're in the military," and I have to go, "No, I'm not in the military or law enforcement or anything," you know. Um, and then some people assume that. So I wanted to be more gray, man—you know, blend into the background. So I got jeans that are actually cargo pants, but all the pockets are hidden.
2: Oh, I love they're hidden because I love pockets cause yeah. I always, I, because I always because I because I'm always fabricating. I'm, I'm always picking up something. I always have some equipment or something that I'm that I'm working with. And yeah. so for me, I love pockets. Yeah. But I discovered, uh, a couple years back, I discovered um, uh, sweatpants. Mm-hmm. I believe sweatpants are one of the greatest inventions in the history of the world. I mean, there's electricity, there's sweatpants, you know, mm-hmm. and, and there's duct tape. Yeah, But they're just so comfortable. Yeah. I mean they're, they're still, but they don't have but they don't have the pockets on them. That's the problem. They don't
0: have the pockets. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Someone should probably make uh sweatpants with stuff. I used to wear a lot of sweatpants when I was younger and skinnier and a lot sexier than I am now, which I know is hard to believe, but I I used to be in my, in my younger days I was pretty irresistible. And I wore sweat like I grew up in New Friends York City. You know, I grew up in New York City, so I would wear sweatpants and Timberlands. Yes, but you know, yeah, yeah, New York City. Yeah, you have to have multiple pairs of uh, Timbos in New York City.
2: With sweatpants.
0: Yeah, with sweatpants, absolutely. And I would have like one leg pulled up. (laughs) You know, but it's true. Like, uh, but now I don't wear sweatpants as much, except like in the house and stuff like that. And I I tell. Oh, okay.
2: I would wear them to anywhere. I don't wear them when I'm in the Middle East. I don't wear sweatpants mm-hmm. uh, when I'm when I'm at meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but usually I'm wearing something else. I'm wearing traditional clothing. Okay. But, you know, and those are also really, really comfortable, frankly. Mm-hmm. But um, I just I like comfort because I mean, I literally because of what, how I make my living designing these wonderful things.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it doesn't really matter what I look like, you know, mm-hmm. necessarily. So mm-hmm. people are buying the work, and so I can actually show up in sweatpants and whatnot, and then and so it's fine, you know. So um, it's kind of – it's my life lends itself to the casual nature of it, but also for me, comfort is really important because I work a lot. Mm-hmm. If, if I had the ability to work 24 hours a day, I probably would enjoy mm-hmm. it that much. Mm-hmm. So for me, it adds to my level of comfort, and I think – it also adds add my mental health because being physically comfortable helps you be mentally comfortable. To
0: relax, yeah. By the way, I <laughs> see people saying that several people, uh, All Thumb says there are cargo sweatpants. And Matt oh. Morrison says I have a pair of cargo sweatpants. He can and, send them to me. <laughs> yeah, Chris Bullis says they make sweatpants with cargo pockets.
2: Oh so, yeah. yeah, I love those, and because it, it, it's a comfort. There's a, there's a comfort involved in that, and I just mm-hmm. I just love that. But I found mm-hmm. it interesting you spoke about a woman having a, a concealed weapon in, you know, the in in the yoga pants. I found yeah. that's
0: well. Some it, of it, those it, yoga it, pants come up over the so they come up high. So I guess if you're wearing the the yoga pants and then you're wearing uh, some kind of t-shirt over it because it comes up high. I guess to like above your belly button. And because yes. you know, and there's a lot of women that wear the, the waist belly waistband band waistband. type of stuff that structures. See, women get to oh, structure yeah. everything, right? So you don't really sure. know when, when when someone jumps out of those. Uh, they might look just banging in some yoga pants, and then they jump out of there. It might be a completely different uh, scenario. <laughs> like I'm gonna get you, sucker! If you ever saw that. Movie. <laughs> Which is
2: interesting because I see that a lot. You know, cause I, all the, as a guy, I don't I don't wear. Things that you know that constrict me, or, or that yeah. can maybe hide my belly or something like that. I just mm-hmm. think that's a little bit much for me personally.
1: Right. I wouldn't want to
2: do that, but um, yeah. others do. But um, as men, we kind of some would say we're not, but mm-hmm. some of us are. We feel we are kind of constricted in what we wear mm-hmm. uh, from a societal standpoint. Some mm-hmm. would say that, others would disagree. But no, but it's interesting. Hey, have get, a question. Go ahead. Among, I mean, I mean. What is your favorite thing about doing a podcast?
0: What's my favorite thing about doing a podcast? Like what we're doing right now, just meeting people and having random conversations. There should be a structure to this. Lola at some point is going to come in here and say, uh, how come you didn't ask him like, you know, where he grew up, give us the background or whatever. But I really like talking to people. That's um, it's like my drug communicating with other human beings. So it's something I have fun doing.
2: I really appreciate the free flow of information, and with that, I think Mm -hmm. what you also do is provide people a safe place for them to just be who they are. Mm -hmm. Because often, I think from from some standpoint, we often feel we got to do this or that or that or that or that Mm -hmm. or that, Mm -hmm. and it's nice to have a have an avenue where one can just speak freely uh, and feel positive, feel appreciated, valued. And you do that, and that is an asset because not anybody can do that nowadays. And, and and with so much dissension going on in this country, this world, it's nice to have a rather positive, uplifting environment where you can still have policy disagreements or otherwise, but not feel like you are demeaned or you're called out of your name in one form or another. Mm-hmm. So you're good at that, and that's a blessing, and not anybody can do that.
0: Oh, so I, thanks. Say, seems, I appreciate that. It seems
2: like very few people can do that nowadays. They um. Because people have a a particular point of view, and if you don't work or live within the the parameters that they espouse, you are deplorable, you're worse, you're this and that, you're a rat, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how that can ever help anyone to Mm -hmm. do anything or or move forward, you know, Mm -hmm. as a people, as a nation, as a community, as a world. Mm -hmm. So what you do is provide people with an outlet to express themselves, to share who they are, why they are and the very nature of it. When we, before we got on the podcast, we are talking about just the idea of just concealed carry and why, 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 why this and why that. Because I just think our, our experiences as people help to define us. Uh, our experiences help to shape us. And so what you're doing is you're giving people the opportunity to say, this is who I am, but also give someone a reason why they are that person. And not everybody has that gift. And so okay. that is a that's a blessing.
0: Thank you. I, <laughs> I appreciate that. You know what I think? Um, I I think it goes back to whatever's primal. You know the the co- the coding within our DNA, so to speak. If you go back to the beginning of time, we probably always uh, sat around a fire and communicated with each other, and this is the best way that we that we really learned and told each other stories and, you know, passed on Watch out for this, watch
2: out for that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Don't eat that berry, watch out for that animal, don't sleep there or whatever, I think. Yeah. But, but you know, that's so elemental. But mm-hmm. I think as, as technology, as, as technologically advanced as we think we are, we're still those same primates. We're still those same people. Yep. We still have the same basic needs, wants, and desires. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think part of the problem nowadays is that people they think they are divorced from the reality of our natural existence. Mm-hmm. They're divorced from their desires, they're divorced from this and that. Hey, we can fly now. No, you can't fly. You can get in something that can allow you to get up in the air, but no, you cannot fly. And so we're divorced often from reality. And I think that's I think that in and of itself may be one of the reasons why we are have so many problems as a nation, because we forget that we are basically these creatures who sat by a fire eating meat, mm-hmm. you know, and drinking water. Yeah. You know, and and we found a way from that to get from there to where we are right now. And though we may have progressed past that, we are still the same people who sat by that fire.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That was in some ways our truest self when mm-hmm. we sat by that fire. Mm-hmm. And I like that from a design standpoint from a human standpoint from a relationship standpoint to live in basics. I was talking to my father we talk about things often and he was he'd always say uh, the basics a uh, respect is uh, job one if you're not if someone doesn't respect you don't deal with them mm-hmm. uh, the other line he'd always say one of my favorite lines he would say is that if people don't make you important then you're not important to them.
1: Mm-hmm just
2: basic that's a really basic elemental understanding of human behavior Mm -hmm. and i think that in that what we have done as a people we've we've tried to move beyond that we move beyond it saying we are somehow above and better than our elemental selves but that's a fool talking yeah because we can try to be but we will never be what we uniquely are and i think that's the blessing of what you do, the blessing of people just being who they are. One thing great about children, they are who they are. Mm-hmm. The really young kids, you know, it, it is what it is. And, and and that is frustrating, but it also gives you more joy mm-hmm. because when the, when the smile comes, it's, when they want to hug, they just want to hug. There's nothing behind it. Yeah. Uh, other than love and I think that's such a critical understanding that we've, we, we' we lose track of or even the idea of carrying a weapon the gun guy what it is that I feel like shooting mm-hmm. I've been shooting for decades I love shooting to me it's fun it's one of the few things I do that I can do where I'm only thinking about making that target I think of nothing else
0: yeah it forces that's you cool. it, it forces you to do that it's almost like when you know uh, a lot of people used to have to drive stick shifts. Uh, yeah. And we still have them out there. It's just more difficult to find. But that forces you to think about driving. And you become one with the machine. I think uh, guns are the same way. You have no, to blend does. in with that machine in order for it to it, work right. It
2: really does help me. because I, I, I was up in the mountains. I was shooting during the pandemic because I had to. I, I had you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I can't be locked in a row. It doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I will always go out shooting with my nephew was going shooting. And, uh, and, I, and we were driving back. Uh, for the past and I thought to myself Wow, only thing I thought about when I was shooting was shooting usually I'm usually I, I deal, with, deal with people in different parts of the world uh, almost on a daily basis whether I'm dealing with people in Brazil UAE, London, Ecuador, Argentina, I do so many different people all the time and, and I'm having to go and, and move from Portuguese to Spanish to English My Arabic sucks and so, um, and so I'm trying to go and I'm doing that or I'm working on different projects or I'm dealing with family issues or personal issues. But I noticed when I was shooting, all I was doing was, you know, just hitting that target and loving it. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was so therapeutic.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It was just fun. And and so, and, and that was, I, I just love it. To me, that it just gave me that sense of peace that I need. So for me, it's uh, it, it's, it's just, it, it's, uh, it's almost quasi religious from the standpoint of that. I am one with, you know, my tool at that point. Mm -hmm. And I just really enjoy that for me. Have you been have you been shooting much during this pandemic?
0: Uh, Yes, (laughs) I have my own range in my backyard. So So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know that's like a you know, that's like a soft flex. Or whatever, to some no, we people. we have but... one up north.
2: Mm-hmm. We have one up north. Okay, mm-hmm. because we have property up north. So we mm-hmm. we shoot up. Well, I like going mm-hmm. in the mountains. I just because of, you know you don't want the neighbors to go and be like. You, we tell them like we don't want like. Oh wow, they're shooting again. So yeah, mm-hmm. I go in the mountains. But yeah. yeah, but I actually like that. I mean, for yeah. me, it's. I do, but I love shooting in the mountains. You know, I mm-hmm. love being, you know, living in Montana all those years. I'm used to just being outside, or or, or when I go to Alaska, just being outside. And so for me, I I need that. I need that open space, that whole nine yards. And, and living in the Northwest, I'm around mm-hmm. pretty places.
0: Yeah, so I mean, me, I, I enjoy, I you know, I agree with you. And I think, like, I live out in the country here. so And in Florida, it's kind of hot and humid. <laughs> so it's not always fun. I don't want to make anyone think it's always fun. And I enjoy traveling out to shoot. I think during this whole thing, Um, a few months ago, Lola and I went to New Mexico and we did some shooting out in the desert. Uh, we did some long distance stuff, especially, you know, for me and I, and, and when you were talking about how therapeutic it is to shoot, I totally agree with you. A lot of people think it's this evil, destructive thing. There's evil, destructive people who turn it into that. Right. And that's one method that they use to do bad things. But for the majority of us, okay. This is a thing that helps us unwind. And for me, especially shooting long distance, you know, this is this this is a thing you have to really focus in on and think about what you're doing. And it's really challenging. And there's you're you're going up against just not yourself and and the gun, but the elements and all that kind of stuff. It's it. uh, I never I never get tired of it.
2: It's just for me, it's just fun. And it is it's really therapeutic. I mean, I, I, I know some extraordinary shooters. New mm-hmm. uh, parts of the world, they're, they're, they're phenomenal, and just and I'm also competitive, so I always I'm gonna be going back to Brazil and um, be shooting with this one guy. He he's a really good shooter. Mm-hmm. But I said, you know, I did. I'm between. I, I was telling a friend of mine. He's a he's a Olympian. Uh, shooter uh, and uh, and I would say that you got to make sure I win because I'm Team America when I go down, I'm Team America, and I'm so I'm full size Team America, which means I don't believe a second winning or nothing. <laughs> I'm Team America. I have to beat these people. Yeah. I'm not going down shooting in Brazil and losing. That's yeah. not gonna happen. You got to
0: represent for John Wayne, all the other shooters, yeah. <laughs> American right. sniper, everybody. No, gotta, no, no, you no, know. no,
2: no, 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 no. no I, That is why. Yeah, it's kind of because I'm, I'm extremely competitive.
0: Yeah,
1: it
2: is funny. So you have you. They have. They literally they have like everything. They have, I mean, the, the gun collection was amazing. And then like, but no, and they're like, oh no, we're gonna go shooting. I said, I have to beat them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, one of my buddies, he's a he's a spokesman for Six Hour.
1: Okay. And so
2: he, they literally they have people fly down there to Brazil, whatnot, to help him with his shooting. And my thought thing and, and I thought, okay, so J D has all those people uh, helping him. And my thought being, no. I will take him out no matter
1: what. <laughs> no,
2: I will take him out. I love J.D. I love him. But by mine, no, 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 no. There's only one flag that will stand after this. It's going to be mine. <laughs> so I'm going
0: down That's good. Listen,
1: I'm Chief America.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Amen. Listen, let's do this for the people. Just a little bit of structure for Lola because she already came and gave me notes on the board. Uh, she wants to know, like, let's tell the folks who you are first, and for anyone out there, uh, before we get into it, I just wanna show you guys, um, I wanna point you to a website that Zar is the um, is the owner of, and and this, it's uh, peacetime38.com, and if you take a look there, you'll see these beautiful watches that are, um, that are made off of the cylinders, I believe, of uh, Colts. 38 Colts, right?
2: Fifty-seven.
0: fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. Okay, there you go. Fifty-seven Colts. And initially, initially we we're
2: thirty-eight, but thirty-eight is too small.
0: Oh, okay, uh, okay. And so, and uh,
2: we so they're they all made from real guns,
0: right? And guns. you you make these yourself, right? Absolutely. All right, and these are beautiful. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna actually get into this here and have a conversation about that. But first, let's do it. I mean, you guys could probably tell a lot about Czar just from our random conversation here. But who are you? Where do you, uh, where does the name come from? Where do you come from? Um, Let's start there.
2: Okay, Zara Llewellyn. As I always say, I'm a guy. I'm just a guy. A guy who's been to every state in the union, who travels the world, who creates amazing work. And the reason why I create amazing work is that if you're going to do anything, you do it well. I don't care what it is. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, Otherwise, just don't get up. And so, I started making uh, I started making things when I lived in Montana decade so last century when I lived in Montana many 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 moons ago. I used to live in a log cabin.
0: Mm. And were you I born was, Were you uh, born in Montana? Did you grow up there? No, I was born
2: back east, but
0: um, I moved okay. to
2: Montana as a teenager.
0: Okay. And so where were you born, there. if you don't mind me asking? I was born in Jersey. Jersey. Okay. And, my yeah. both of my kids were born in Jersey
2: that's why they're special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it depends what kind of special you're talking about. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> also, just on the, on the side,
2: I remember mm-hmm. doing 9-11, just, mm-hmm. uh, just on the side. I was in, um, I was in uh, outside of Seattle area, and I remember how all the planes came down and I remember because one of my good friends, he uh, he owns a, a really amazing uh, fabric firm uh, in in New York and, um, and I remember I called him and I said, um, Tony, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm on the roof watching it. And mm-hmm. I said, you get your butt down there and you get out of there now. I remember yelling at him. I was like, I was annoyed. I said, cause I, I, was wor- I was worried about his safety. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I, but, I, but the thing I, this, this goes back to New Jersey. I remember how the only people who quote unquote fought back were the folks who left from Newark. <laughs> because the folks from, who left from Newark airport from, from New Jersey,
1: mm-hmm.
2: if you live in New Jersey, you learn to fight. Mm-hmm. That's just physically, you fight in so many different levels. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a defiance you have when you're from that part of the world. And I remember doing that whole event. I remember thinking to myself, you know, you want everybody to be okay, but there's a subtle pride I took in being from Jersey
1: mm-hmm.
2: because they fought back.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Because when you're in Jersey, you learn to fight. You learn to fight back. And frankly, throughout my life, it is that fighting nature that willingness to not give in to what someone thought, which is, which is defined me. Mm-hmm. So um, I always honor the fact that I was born in Jersey. I mean, I've, it's been a long time since I was in Jersey, obviously a very really long time, mm-hmm. but there's certain lessons I learned from being in that kind of really competitive environment that helped me. And then mm-hmm. from there, I lived in Montana, and Montana changed me in so many positive ways. I love the mountains. I love space. I love distance, but I remember I used to live in a log cabin by myself. I was 16, and I had no running water, no electricity. So I had to find a way to make it. I had to find a way to to, to create an income. So there was always animal parts. There was always uh, carcasses around. So I would start making things from the discarded animal parts. And then I just i remember i turned like i remember i made i made a jelly spoon from a from a duck's bill because <laughs> i need a jelly spoon i remember i made a i made a uh, a backgammon board from ribs and wow. so i said because i you know i found yeah. whatever i find and then i i found I remember it's I found like being
0: a, a survivor on an island or something like that what was the movie <laughs> with uh, tom hanks Yes, with the ball. Yeah, yeah you, have
2: to... you find a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. And, but through that, but because, well, because my desire was to make things well, I did it. And, and the, the interesting thing about that, when and I was young, but I found a way to work on things. I remember I was, uh, I was leaving, going, trying to go to some other place at the time, and I had these things with me, and then I met this guy on the road. He saw he liked it. This is guy from uh, Boston, Canada. And uh, he said, oh, those are really cool. And that was the first time someone did something like that for me. And he said, if you make some, you take them up. Our drive is east, uh, uh, east of Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And so he said, take them, I'll buy them. So I ended up making some stuff, and I went all the way up to Edmonton, and then I sold it. And that was the start. So I found a way to create something from nothing, or for something, and then people valued it. And that was the start of what I do, hmm. and that was interesting because it was a lesson. Because you had, I had to, I had to believe in myself. I had to go on faith, basically, and that has defined what I do. that ability to take anything. I, when I started making the watches, these watches, I was actually in. Um,
0: yeah, can okay. you? That, can you? Uh, yeah, hold that up. Let's see if we can get it closer.
2: Oh, well, we make it even better. We make our own cases as well. Oh, very <laughs>
0: nice. Okay, what kind of wood is that?
2: Uh. Which one is this one? Uh, this is mahogany inside. This one we ebony.
0: Ebony. Oh, very nice. Okay. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's and some then, uh, that's some high post wood right there.
2: <laughs> well, it's,
0: Where but, does that know, uh, Where does that ebony uh, come from?
2: Africa, East Africa, for that matter. Oh, okay. Uh, Kenya, cool. but mm-hmm. and then so what we do is with the watches themselves. You know, I was actually um, in uh, Dubai with my nephew, and nephews plural, mm-hmm. and so they love watches, because in the Middle East, they love watches. And I said, I want to watch that's unlike any other. Mm-hmm. So then I thought, but it had to be masculine, um, because uh, they're faithful Muslims, um, it wasn't going to be gold or diamonds. <clears throat> it, 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 you, you don't want that. So, I thought about using guns. I'm used to guns. I've been around guns forever. And so that was the start of it. It's taken. It took me over a year to figure out how to do it. Because it, I thought, I just oh, just cut it. No, 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 no. I had to find a way to go and mill everything down and Within a thousandth of this, a thousand of that, it, it would it become a very technical process. Mm-hmm. And, and, and instead of, and I literally fabricate everything. Yeah, all let's of this take just, a
0: closer look if you can. Just hold it, it up a little not, bit.
2: None of this stuff. Hold it up was, a little
0: bit uh, hard Okay, there you go. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it wasn't bought. It wasn't you know, it, it wasn't bought off the shelf. We literally fabricate.
0: Wow. Everything. <laughs>
2: yeah. We, we, we fabricate everything, and so I. And Is uh,
0: that is that crocodile, on the leather. Of course. It's, yeah, okay. Very nice. It's
2: made in Paris. That's one thing we don't like because okay. I, I do leather work, but I they make a beautiful, the beers make a beautiful band. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at my price points, uh, it's for a model uh, for a Sao Paulo. I only make nine, Sao Paulo's are my top of the line. There's $16,000 $16, per unit. I only make nine a year. Mm-hmm. They're on sale right now for ten. However, for for anybody who supports Hank Strange, they're like $8,000, okay. you know, but if, if there's someone wants them. But what we do is that we believe that luxury is uniqueness. Mm-hmm. Luxury is rarity. And luxury is extreme high quality. Mm-hmm. So that's what we create. We create unique pieces. And the idea of taking an actual gun, there are, pe- there are some watches that look like guns, These are actually real Mm -hmm. guns that you can fire, that I can fire, Mm -hmm. that I own, Mm -hmm. and you took and and took them apart and transformed them because Mm -hmm. it was a metaphor for me. It was interesting. I I,
0: yeah. I'm I'm curious how you so you took a cylinder. uh, You're you're taking. uh, You said Colt 57s. You're you're using Mm -hmm. the cylinder and you're cutting the cylinder and then how are you? uh, Yeah. How are you? yeah, I have to mill each and every each and every one. I have so to the mill. case itself is uh, it, you're milling the cylinder into the case. How does that work exactly? I'm,
2: what I'm just, doing is I'm I'm taking the cylinder and I'm mm-hmm. having to mill the mill the interior of it to make it work and mm-hmm. the different levels I need it to be. I'm not going to tell anyone how I do it because it took me mm-hmm. year to figure out how to do it. But mm-hmm. so I have everything is done so precisely because the tolerance, especially mm-hmm. when you have um, you know my. Uh, you know, the, the, the movements I have, you know, mm-hmm. I, I use the best wrist movements on the planet. Mm-hmm. And so they, they have to be able to move freely. They yeah, that's what I
0: was going to I was going to ask you about the movements. I mean, for guys who so I know some of the folks out there and I'm sure there's people like, OK, wow, these are expensive watches. I don't really think they're that expensive, considering no. that you're hand making them and you make limited on numbers and stuff like that. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, No. but um, and obviously like I'm into watches, so there's different levels of people. There's there's folks who have no watches, the guy who who rocks. Uh, what is it? The Apple watch. <laughs> and then the guy like me, I enjoy a watch and I don't care if it's a Casio, you know, like a G-Shock or something. Um, I don't have Rolexes or anything like that. I think probably my most expensive watch I have is this Tudor, which is kind of like it's a okay. sister. To the uh, to the to the Rolex or whatever they make hey, $200,000 a year they yeah I mean yes they yes this costs some money and they make a lot more of them you know these kinds of things but uh, if you really enjoy something it's just like there's uh, there's really high quality uh, 1911s and other guns and stuff like that out there if you enjoy I those view. things yeah you you'll 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 save up the money you'll work you'll work and uh, you'll make it happen and then you'll mm-hmm. really enjoy that thing if you're into it.
2: We have some watches that are only four thousand mm-hmm. or forty five hundred, so not they're not all expensive. But mm-hmm. you know, there are people who spend ten thousand dollars on a pair of shoes mm-hmm. that are made in a sweatshop. Yep. Now, whereas one thing people need to understand about what do, not only is it made by hand, it's rare. But also, half of every single thing I make, I use for charity.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Every and and I've been doing that consistently forever. The yeah. point being is that, and it's also for me as a person of color, it's a metaphor. I love the idea of turning something that can kill and that it also can feed your family into something that I use strictly to help other people. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. So when you buy one of our watches, what you're doing is that like, you're, you're, you're buying an opportunity to help people in poor communities globally, whether I'm doing a food program in Ecuador, mm-hmm. uh, doing uh, an, doing, working with teaching women how to use guns properly in Brazil, mm-hmm. or a water project in Africa. When you buy one of our watches, what you're doing is not having me buy a brand new car or a brand new mansion. You're helping me to try to go and and share whatever I have to make our world, Mm -hmm. our communities a little better. But you also have an incredibly beautifully made piece of art that is timeless, that is unlike anything out there, frankly, mm-hmm. unless I made it. Because mm-hmm. it's real. And there's yeah. something about knowing it was the real gun. Some of these watches, like some of these watches were actually made from former former sheriff's guns from the sheriff's department.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I love the idea so this gun was transformed. So if you want something really unique and beautiful that you can really have for a lifetime and pass on to your kids, what's a four or eight or ten thousand, even sixteen thousand dollar investment? Mm-hmm. Whereas when you look at a Rolex, there's seven hundred thousand of those made every year. Mm-hmm. What's unique about that? There are fifty thousand protect Philippe's. There are even two thousand Richard millies made each year. So there's nothing really unique and special about them. And when you buy those, you're just making rich people richer.
1: Mm-hmm. When
2: you buy one of our watches, you're helping them. you're doing your part to help make our world better for people who will never be able to afford not just a watch, they, they can't even afford dinner. Mm -hmm. So what I try to do is use everything I create to make our world better. And I do that because I know what it's like to not eat. Mm -hmm. I know what it's like to sleep under a bridge. So while I'm in a different station in life now, I travel the world, great, whatever. But I never forget where I came from and what I've had to endure. Mm -hmm. So there's an affinity I have with people who don't eat. There's an affinity I have with people who are oppressed. There's an affinity I have with people who are trying to transform their lives. Yeah. So for me, these watches are not just, they're made from guns and they're beautiful. These are my tool to try to make an impact in the lives of people globally. Yeah. So when you buy one of our watches, you, 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 you are helping me make a difference in the lives of people you may never see, you may never meet, but they may be the ones to find the cure for whatever drug, or for whatever illness are gonna come out in 20 years from now, or 10 years from now. So that's really what it's about. It's about, are you buying luxury for luxury? Are you buying it because you wanna make a difference? Mm-hmm. Are you buying it because you care? Are you buying it because, you know what? I, I appreciate this gentleman, and if I gotta go buy something, let me buy something from someone who represents my values, who represents my hopes and my dreams. So when you buy from us, that's what you are doing. So it's not just, it's a beautiful piece, it's more than that.
0: Yeah. Whereas if you buy I, I listen I agree with what you're saying and I, but but the the first thing I would say to people I would never begrudge someone who is creative and really putting their heart and soul into what they're doing as as you are, I can tell from you speaking. I would never begrudge that person uh, having nice things, right? I mean, I, you know, uh, it, we're, I mean, either, I mean, we're either communist, socialists, or, you know, we're yeah. capitalists. We I gotta really figure mean. out where we're at, right? And yeah. so for me, like, uh, you know, someone like yourself is genuinely a gun guy, you know, um, you understand the, the dual nature of, of what firearms mm-hmm. are. And so you're you're creating these things and putting it out there in the world. You should make a living from that. You should be able to do things and have nice things. Um, and people also, when we make that choice to, like for example, me, if I'm gonna put money together and get the next time I get a nice watch, I'll probably get one of your watches for several reasons because I met you. You're a gun guy just like me. I could feel and 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 appreciate the passion and all that kind of. Stuff. Might take me. Might take me a while. Might take me a while to do it, but I would do it and enjoy it. You might it. in
2: the mail. You never know.
0: Listen, the the thing about it is this, right? It's this thing that someone that we that we're on simpatico with that we're like soul brothers because we're in this fight together, right, all of us. And I think people out there appreciate that kind of stuff. You know, obviously things like this, uh, the time and the energy that you put into it, it I think it's really, worth, it's really worth it, and sometimes we get away from that. But at the same time, I understand, like, not everyone out there in the world, you know, is rocking and rolling like that or even, even interested in, in watches or cars or even guns that way. You know, there's people who don't see these as things that have a have a soul and you should I think if you see if you see things, that's what takes the, the fun out of things. You know, I don't like eating just for the sake of putting food into my into my mouth. I know it might not look like that because I'm a big dude, but I enjoy it. You know, there's people looking for like some kind of uh green type of thing where they just drink this tasteless thing and then they're not hungry. Okay right but you but i i eat for the enjoyment of that thing
2: yeah i i think for me i think our clients are people who they just appreciate i would buy even if i didn't make them i would mm-hmm. buy it because mm-hmm. i love the nation i love the notion i love the way it looks i love how masculine and manly it is mm-hmm. but also from a design standpoint i find it exquisite and i don't quibble over pennies i'm not made a ton of money mm-hmm. but if i value it I'll pay for it. And then if I knew that the guys understood good with it, well, what's it? I mean, we spend money foolishly as people anyway, as Americans yeah. in general.
0: I mean, you so, could all, we could, uh, we, could all, we could always be crackheads. I mean, let's be...
2: <laughs> no, no. I right? can afford to buy it. We could always <laughs> spend it
0: on a uh, crackhead whores or something like that. Yeah, I don't you know. know. It, it, so
2: we have to find our passions. And yeah. that's, that's fun. What, what, what is your passion? For me, mm-hmm. my passion is creating beautiful work and using using the money to try to make my world better. Mm-hmm. So that's part of my passion but I, I also like eating too. I don't I like going to I like eat food from all over the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I really enjoy that so I travel a lot so I, I always try that because I you learn something about someone by what they eat by who mm-hmm. they love, what they do how so they cook like,
0: it you know how they <laughs> eat it, what utensils do they use their hands uh, being where like where I come from, people use their hands. Uh, I was born in Guyana in South America. So uh, yeah, and I'm I'm like uh, my my mom's Indian, um, you know, and so just having that mix, being from the Caribbean and all that kind of stuff. There's people who eat with their hands, and there's a there's a you know there's a reason and a soul behind that. I don't I hardly ever sit at a at a dinner table. Lola has a very nice dinner table in our house. I sit on the floor. <laughs> You know, but there's you just, just things like middle, that. When,
2: but when I go to the Middle East, we always sit on the floor. We always sit on the floor in right. the Middle East. I go to the Middle East often, but it's funny. I was flying back from Dubai, and uh, I was this gentleman was uh, eating rice with with his hands,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: Indian gentleman, and and and, and 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 he said he usually, he always used except for rice because he said it just makes the rice taste better. <laughs> and I know no, but that was to yeah. him. He I think he associates it with family with comfort. Mm-hmm. You know the way your your abu. Yeah, about would, would feed you, yeah. and so, and and I understand that because I, I, when I'm there, people always eat. I'm usually eating with my hands because I'm, I'm around people who mm-hmm. only eat their hands. Yeah, mm-hmm. like eating goat goat ribs. If you've ever had goat ribs, Yemeni goat ribs, please,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: please. I mean, like, oh no 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 no. Some good goat ribs could make you slap your mama's hand. No 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 no. It was no, they're not good. Mm-hmm. They're bad. Because I remember we were eating at this place in, in, uh, in Dubai, I oh, no Dubai, and we were, and just, we use it to break it, this hotel. Mm-hmm. So oh my word, it was delicious. Oh no, it wasn't good. It was that good. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and, and, and there's something sensual, earthy, and frankly, really human about using your hands. Mm-hmm. Because even when I'm creating, see, I'm a, I, I'm really tactile. So even when I'm doing it, even with my watches, I do this all the time. I'm always just going, feeling it. Mm-hmm. Because we are tactile people, mm-hmm. at least I am. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. So when you say eating with your hands, there's something almost spiritual in that. And a lot of us in the West, if we haven't traveled much, or if we have traveled much, we may find that, whoa. But the first thing we eat with is our hands. When we're babies, we put things in, mm-hmm. we're always milling about with our hands and putting things in our mouths. So this is the very first tool we have.
0: Yeah. And I
2: think it's interesting, I like that you said that. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, I grew up eating like roti and curry and stuff like that. You got to, you know, well, like here in America where people put that all in a kind of make it into a burrito. That's craziness. You know, yeah. you're supposed to take that roti and tear it apart and sop up some, you know, get some some meat and potatoes and some of the, you know, some of that curry on there and and, and then eat it. Huh? Because if,
2: if I go down there, you got to. Because I, I know. I mean, I, well, I so
0: thankfully, my mom, my mom, my mom's not here anymore, but she taught Lola. How to make uh, curry and all that kind of stuff. Lola refuses to make roti and everything. That's too much. No, work. I, I, I'm and a bread person. No no, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no, no. But she's no, kind no, of no, like no. an African princess, Lola, so she won't make it. But you know, if I can, if I can get some for you, I will totally, I will go somewhere. No, and, no, I love
2: that. You no, know, my gosh. Yeah. And I always say, make more for me. So when I go, I want some I leave because I, I mm-hmm. believe in tupperware. I believe in sitting tupperware with food in it when
0: yeah. I
1: go. Oh. <laughs>
0: then, yeah. yeah, Lola oh. makes a mean curry. My mom, because you know, like there's all these different Indian tribes. And so yeah. my mom taught her how to make the uh, specific kind of curry that um, her, you know, that her people are used to making, which is what I'm used to uh, eating. So um, oh, my mom nice is leader. descendant of like the thuggy Indians, if you have any idea. Madrasi, Madrasi, <laughs> yeah, Madrasi Indians. Yeah. 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 So.
2: <laughs> yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know what? Got, you know, what? your kids
0: from, your kids are born in Jersey. They know about thugs now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, the original, up and original. And the thuggies. Up and
2: down. <laughs> yeah, the
0: thuggies were the OG, OG uh, gangsters. <laughs> they, <laughs> let, they were actually like some of the first recorded gangsters. We can, we'll get into it here. But let me get some questions from the folks out there, because we do have uh, folks hanging out with us. I do want to get some questions. Jerry Parker says, how many watches can you make, or do you make out of one cylinder? So...
2: Um, I, at most, I make only two watches out of one, uh, one cylinder. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I normally do is it depends on the nature of it, you know, because mm-hmm. each cylinder, uh, I, I, every cylinder is very specific because they're not all the exact that same size. There's mm-hmm. a very specific size cylinder I use, which I'll just keep it to myself, mm-hmm. but I don't make a lot of watches, frankly, mm-hmm. because they're literally all made by hand. We make every single thing by hand other than, only we don't make are the strands that can not make, we don't make those. And then the crystals, we carve the crystals, we don't make the the sapphire crystals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we literally, it's a process where we've literally had to find a way to go and find what tolerances work and make it work. It was a really time um, intensive process I went through and I spent, uh, work I, I probably spent like $100,000. Wow. Just try to go and figure it out mm-hmm. because, you know, you think, you know, you think it'd be easy, but there's a reason we don't do it. No, everything
0: a, is easy until you actually have to uh, get in there and do it. If so. I knew
2: how difficult it would have been, I would have did it.
0: Yeah. And I would have spent the money. Yeah. But I mean, people problem. think it's easy to make a revolver, right? Revolvers have been around so long. Yeah, oh, I could do that.
2: But it's not. It's funny. I heard someone say once about how, how easy it was. And I remember I said, I'm so glad I wasn't there. I guess Chris was in Philadelphia. I said, I probably would have pimp slapped him
1: mm-hmm. because
2: of mm-hmm. all the time and effort because, it, because it's so elegant and simple. It mm-hmm. looks like it'd be easy. But, you know, I'm blessed to have, you know, one of my friends, uh, Gary. You know, you know, he, he, they have a, a factory with, you know, you know, millions of the tools in it. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm blessed to have people who have access to anything. Mm-hmm. That is truly a blessing, you know, because mm-hmm. they, you know, we could, they, we can build anything.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so, but unless you have the tools that I'm blessed to be around, it's a difficult process.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, in answer to the question, uh, it depends. Sometimes make one, possibly two, depending upon the nature of the cylinder. But we only make um, one. We only make nine top models because they're more difficult to make, and the, and the model ones, at most, I'll make is fifteen a year mm-hmm. because uh, they're expensive. But I want to make everything. We I even. How long have the, you?
0: How long have you been making watches? For two years. Two years. Okay. Yeah. Do you? Been, do you plan on? Are you going to uh, make watches from now on, or do you think at some point your interest may shift and then these become in, incredibly limited watches?
2: Well, I'm a hyper creative individual. Okay. So whether it's quarter million dollar chairs, we we mm. make lounges.
0: Hmm. Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit there. I'm not sure if is if. Uh, I don't know if that's me or what's going on there. Okay, let's see. Uh, <laughs>
2: something really really quickly. Yeah, you broke up my, for a second. Sorry so about that. We also that. write things.
0: Czar. You broke up we the whatever no, said, you said for the last thirty seconds, we missed it. So No, um, I was
2: I was saying that mm-hmm. I can see um, I'm a creative person, so I make any number of things constantly. Okay. And I'm just it's, it's it's the drug, my drug choice. Mm-hmm. But ultimately I'll probably only make ten a year of any of them because it's um it's not as easy to get the right cylinders as mm-hmm. I want. Actually, it's become increasingly hard. Mm-hmm. With over 400, 400 million guns in America, it's still hard to find the right cylinders. Mm-hmm. But also, I love the exclusive nature of it. Mm-hmm. I love that I only make so many. I like that um, very few people will ever own one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, and that makes it special to me. I want the people to feel special. I was talking with someone in Brazil last night uh, who who wants to watch.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I love that when I, when I finish the watch, I will literally go make a custom case for it and then I will book a flight. I will fly it down to Sao Paulo, mm-hmm. and I will literally give that person a watch, and he'll be one of only maybe five people in the entire country who has a watch. Wow. This. Yeah. That's a that hand a
0: delivered movie. by the. That's a big deal. Hand delivered by the artist. Oh, um, well, important. To me. Yeah. Know, I mean, at
2: first, I, I want the reason why I do that is because I love the idea. Luxury is also taking care of people. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, I once shipped something to London, and mm-hmm. it was stolen. So oh. it'll never happen again. Okay. So I, will, I would rather go and buy the business class ticket to wherever, take it with me and deliver it to the person. Because mm-hmm. if someone's going to honor me by buying my work, I need to make sure they get it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And th- mm-hmm. That's important to me. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, to me, I find it a blessing when, any, whenever anyone, I don't care whether they buy a small, the lowest price one or the most expensive one, they are still honoring me and my work. And I want to make sure they get it. And I honestly, I just want to thank them for helping me to make a difference and make a difference in my life financially for those people that I'm trying to help. So to me, because I only deal with so many, it becomes a very intimate thing for me. Mm-hmm. So I develop relationships with these people.
0: Yeah. Who buy I mean, and that's very that's very cool. Uh, if you if you think about it, um, I know. So I have a friend, uh, Sam Andrews. He makes uh, custom leather holsters. Um, and, uh, and, you know, in the gun world, a lot of people get leather holsters for really nice guns, right? So he does that for, um, he, he actually makes leather holsters for Cabot guns and, and they make some really fine 1911s. I don't know whether you're aware of Cabot guns or not. Um, they make some really, if you, if you've ever seen them, they, at SHOT Show, for example, they're the guys that have, uh, 1911, like they'll make a 1911 from a meteorite, right? <laughs> Oh, I would love that. I I remember they did that, and it was like two million dollars, right? They made a twin, twin (laughs) nineteen, like mirrored nineteen elevens, and then there was like a knife or something. But they're they're real high end. They make they make stuff for uh, stars and all that. I think an entry level nineteen eleven from them is like thirty five hundred. People think that's expensive. I think it's fine. I think it's it's very affordable considering how they manufacture it. But he's been doing stuff for them for a long time. And uh, he told me one day the owner, we, which we've had Cabot Guns on the podcast, if you guys want to go back and see that. And the owner was on and the owner, Robert Bianchin, he actually got on a plane like a friend of his had a little private plane and flew down to Florida to the shop to bring him a 1911 that they built for him. And that was the, like he you know, he felt that was such an honor. That these guys that built this thing, you know, got on a plane and flew it down there. No, I, I'm
2: all about that. that. That to me, that's really important. I mean, mm-hmm. because it shows that that's what separates you. If you buy a roller as a fleet, I mean, the, the person who designed it, they're not going to fly and give it to you. When you buy one of ours, mm-hmm. I will fly anywhere in the world that I can and deliver it to you. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's funny, I, I I had something happen where um, during this COVID, I, I couldn't get, I couldn't ship a lot of things. A lot of things mm-hmm. were crazy. So uh, a friend of mine, uh, I was trying to give him. His friend is a famous, is a famous race car driver, mm-hmm. and he had a home in, in uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so he we, we know the same person. So he literally he has a private plane. So he flew it from Miami back to Brazil. Mm-hmm. And I just love the notion of that. You you taking something that, that you value and bring. It. I know that's kind of a, that's an exclusive and that's and that's expensive, mm-hmm. but I make luxury items. Yeah, and part of luxury is treating people beautifully,
0: right? And you know that's one of the points I wanted to make to the folks who are listening to this because this this would probably be for a lot of folks out there the first time that they've been introduced to you. I I I met you through John Crump. Big shout out to him. You guys should. uh, There was a podcast you guys did together. You guys should check it out. But you actually make luxury items that are way more expensive even than these watches that you're that you're also selling, right? Um, did you hear me there? I think your internet is probably yeah, is. going mm-hmm. in. A, yeah. 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 And I so I just you know. I just want to show some of your uh, your featured work that um, that's on the on on your website. If anyone goes to zar Designs, which would be Z A X X R Designs, or Z. Yeah. Yeah.
2: design stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's some really beautiful pieces of of art here. And uh, you've – I think you've built furniture and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and these yeah. are probably these are probably very high-end pieces of art here. I see that you yeah, used to make belts. You used to 90s. make belts from the 80s to, to like – I love
2: belts. <laughs> I still love belts because when, when yeah. I was in Montana, that's one of the ways I supported myself by making mm-hmm. belts. Okay. I love stuff. I made belts. So mm-hmm. I, uh, to this day, I will always define myself as a belt maker. Mm-hmm. No matter what, I'll always be a belt maker, mm-hmm. and I, I love my belts. My belts are one of my favorite things.
0: Yeah. So uh, let, let me see if I got to all the questions here before we get into other stuff. uh, uh Oh, go ahead.
2: Tell my. If they go to at uh, piece. It's P E A C E T I N E S and the number thirty eight. So it's peace times thirty eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the thirty eight because we used to make things that thirty eight caliber revolvers. But they're too small. <laughs> so yeah, like,
0: yeah. I like big, I like awesome. big, bulky watches. All thumb says, uh, I would love to. I would have to go on a five-year payment plan, but he says he you loves know, to have one though.
2: <laughs> you know, you know what? You know, if someone's serious about that, I'll do a one-year, two-year payment plan because mm-hmm. I would rather sell it to someone who really wants it mm-hmm. than someone who would just put it in a drawer. Mm-hmm. So they can contact me on, on my on the website. You know, mm-hmm. if they if they're serious. I can work with anyone because yeah. I haven't always had means, but yeah. I've always had desires. Mm-hmm. And so I have no problem working with someone because, you know, you never know. And I, I think I'm um, I'm OK. I don't mind. I'm going to
0: I'm, I'm going to save up and get one of your watches, man, because, you know, I meet someone who makes watches and, and you, you, you take your time for two hours and come on the show and talk to us and stuff like that. That's amazing. And I and I love watches. I love watches. So how can I go buy like any other watch until I get one of your watches? No,
2: it's you a, I mean, also,
0: Lola can surprise me for Christmas. It's never too late. <laughs> yeah. She can get a
2: discount though, by the way. She yeah. a <laughs>
0: <just went> <laughs> or everyone could get together. Man. I don't know. Okay, okay. I'm not gonna be that bad. I'm not gonna be that oh. terrible. Um, be DC,
2: that bad. <laughs> DC
0: be two megabo says a watch with a mission, totally dig it. Um, I agree with that. Uh, what what are some of the charities that, uh, the, or the organizations that uh, some of the, that this money goes to?
2: First, we have our own foundation. It's called uh, 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 Sea Change USA mm-hmm. and Walk the Line Project Foundation. We mm-hmm. have we've had our own foundation for eleven years. Mm-hmm. But one uh, one of one of the things that I'm really a proponent of is feeding people. Over mm-hmm. ten million people, ten point four million people a year mm-hmm. uh, die because of hunger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hunger, water, education—those things really matter to me. So often, what I will do is I'll work with individuals. Whether it was my buddy in Matala, Ecuador, where, where we will go and we'll feed people, we'll 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 we'll, we'll, we'll create our own food banks and just pay people food, people's education. Mm-hmm. We'll do anything like that. I like working individually with individuals and in some organizations whether in Brazil or in Ecuador uh, or just anyone who wants to make a difference. Frankly. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, I don't do a lot of things in the U.S. because I feel we won a lottery just by being born here.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: so there's certain things I will do, you know, um, it's, uh, I will do certain things here. Mm-hmm. But often I'll do things in the third world because, um, I mean... I travel. Well, why?
0: I mean, why not? You know, it's, yeah, no, I
2: travel a, thing- a lot of
0: time. A lot of times, and here's how I feel about this: a lot of times, like right now, there's this massive uh, COVID uh, thing going out there, right? And there's a whole bunch of money going to other countries for ridiculous reasons. And really? what a lot of people don't realize, like actually, Americans, not the government. The people of America do a lot for other countries. They go oh, build so we, schools, I mean, they people feed people. We people.
2: give like crazy. Yeah, and, and I see that. But for me, when I'm in other parts of the world, what I try to do is, I, I, unfortunately, I remember I was walking through the uh, area historical uh, in um, in Quito. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing this guy laying on the ground, and uh, he was an MBT. And I thought to myself, I said, actually, I use the word. I said blank you will never complain about anything to the day you die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, I've, unfortunately, in my travels around the world, while I may stay in that hotel often, mm-hmm. I'm often in the other neighborhood because I don't ever want to go someplace and not see how people really live. And so whenever I go anywhere, I always end up like, I leave with almost with, with nothing. I always, when I'm in South America, I always um, wear leather shoes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you, you must have leather Because... There's a lot of, um, uh, there's a I mean, there's a lot of people who shine shoes for money. Mm-hmm. So I always get my, my boots shine like five mm-hmm. times a day, ten times a day. And every time I do it, I remember some of my, my, my friends on there, they said, why are you doing it? Why are you giving them money? And I used to get mad. I understand they don't understand. But I just think to myself, often they're kids or they're people or women mm-hmm. or older men. And I am privileged. And so for me, just to be able to go down there, so I would I would shine my shoes 10 times a day
1: mm-hmm.
2: because that's a way for me to help somebody.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, um, you know, but, but by the grace of God, I don't have to shine people's shoes every day.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so what I do with my money is try to do that because it may be something simple when I'm down there, you know, I'll get someone a $100 tip. You know, I say, don't tell anybody, You take this, <laughs> you buy something for yourself. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. It's always like that just like, mm-hmm. tum, 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 tum. in Spanish or Portuguese, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, it's just um, it's an opportunity to go and and make a difference
1: mm-hmm.
2: because, um, you know, I've been blessed because I was able to transform my life into something, you know, mm-hmm. with skill and I'm in, I'm in America. Not everybody has that. Mm-hmm. And so for me. It is the rent I pay for being alive to help other people. Absolutely. And I have to. I I have to. You know, because I I wouldn't like it. You know, I I'm in, I'm in Seattle right now, of Seattle. And this is one of the richest places on the planet. The money here is crazy. But you have all these people on tents and everything else. It's not because they're poor here, It's because they're on drugs it's because of other issues. Because in this place that's so liberal, it's not liberal enough to really care or to make a real difference. Say, OK, don't go and don't let someone just keep being stupid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is that we have so much here. But when I go to other parts of the world where they don't have so much and as I do regularly, I have to do what I can.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I just have I was I wasn't raised to sit back and, and not feed a kid mm-hmm. you know, or to help old lady across the street. I wasn't raised that way. I mean, I I don't know who people are nowadays. I mean, people think people are woke and whatever that means. I don't know what that means. I know, I know, I know, I know about waking up from sleep, (laughs) but you know, what are you really doing to make a difference? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. How are you trying? And so we use all our money, the bulk of our money, to go and try to make a difference and impact lives of people where we come across. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that is necessary.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: It's our obligation. You know, it's not. We shouldn't. One thing, as a, as a gun person, one of the hardest things I've had to deal with, frankly, is that because because I because they say, how can you be how can you be promote peace and then make things out of guns, and then and then besides saying, how can you walk if they can chew gum at the same time, I think to myself, first, you don't live my life, you don't know what I do or how I try to live my life, but so many people try to judge someone be, by. By a standard that they don't themselves meet. Mm-hmm. Every day, I try to make a difference within someone's life. Every single day. Mm-hmm. And so, and yes, I'm a, I'm a guy who likes shooting. You know, and I always say that. Remember that I like shooting. I always say I make I make watch out of guns. Don't piss me off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> remember that? Also, let me share this. You've you've heard the Latin phrase Civus Passum parabellum, right? You know, I mean, that means if you, you know, if you seek peace, prepare for war. You, you have know to. Yeah. There's very people. People, when I started doing this, I always say peace out and stuff like that. And a lot of people like, oh, why are you saying peace? I was like, dude, that's what I want. I want the world to be a peaceful, better place. I don't want to fight with people or but have to destroy people. But there are there are people out there who want to do that. So you have to be prepared for that.
2: I put a peace sign on it because I just, ultimately, you know, I'm using, I'm using a weapon peacefully. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I also carry a weapon and, and I hope that I never have to use it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I'm a dead shot. I am a dead shot. So if I have to use it, I'm not going to mess. <laughs> and, so, and that's also why I train, to make mm-hmm. sure. But I never ever want to have to use. I never want to have to use a weapon ever. Mm-hmm. But I, but I also know that if I'm gonna go and make a difference in the world, I gotta do something. With, you can't just say you want peace without doing the work involved. Mm-hmm. But you also gotta realize the world's a tough place. I have been shot at. I've had guns at my in my head, in my chest more than once. So, I mean, I understand what it's like to be around a crazy person or or a criminal otherwise trying to kill you. True story. One time, this is true story. One time, uh, this is probably 30 years ago, uh, I was in uh, Decatur, Illinois. I was hitchhiking through Decatur, Illinois. And and, uh, I was tired. I was under a bridge. True story. Mm -hmm. And and someone that gave me a ham sandwich, some guy came over there. He wanted to rob me. He said, what do you have? I said, a ham sandwich. (laughs) He said, give me the sandwich. Oh, man. And I said, like, "Can I have half of it?" <laughs> but, but, but that game a sandwich. So, like, literally for a sandwich.
0: You got well. You know what? That was your that was your wealth at that moment. If you were hitchhiking you know and someone gave you that, and I always tell people, here's the thing. I always tell people because this is an epiphany that I personally had, and that's why I, I spend a lot of time doing this. If you cannot defend something, you don't have it.
2: Amen.
0: <laughs> if you don't have the ability, it's like growing up in New York City, if you had a nice chain or a watch or anything nice on you, like I remember growing up and if you had a nice Walkman or something like that or sneakers, people would roll up on you and they would go, what are you going to do for that? And basically what that means is, are you, are you willing to fight for this thing? Cause if no, not, no, no, just no, no, give no, no. it to me. <laughs> so by
2: the way, Hank, that's now stolen. I will use that forever. I thought of it myself. That's amazing.
0: Okay. <laughs> but I'm fine with
2: but that. I, but my my father said something along that line. He would say that people don't know what love is. People people say love is a lot of different things. Mm. But he says what. But you protect what you love. Whatever you want to protect, that's what you love. So mm. I always explain that. We're talking. I was talking to Gigi, my 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 little Gigi, and he's got he's got three kids now. And I was talking to him, and I said, you know, the reason why when I took when I took him i took him shooting for the first time when he was grown and uh so and who is started.
0: i'm sorry who so who is Gigi? is that gg gg is the son i don't have but it's okay son that I have.
2: So, all right cool but you know i've known him i love Gigi. he's, mm-hmm. my, he's my little Gigi,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: so um i have been looking out for him forever so i remember he wanted to learn to shoot
1: mm-hmm.
2: and so he lives out in california and it's not like being back in normalville so i took him out to, to a gun place and whatnot and he never saw me shoot before and I remember uh, I took him in there and uh, yeah, I, used, I used long guns primarily, but they had um, some six because he wanted to shoot. He wanted to shoot like this, like literally he wanted to shoot like that, okay. you know, like in the movies.
0: Yeah, and I was like, he wanted to do the gangster hole, the gangster hole.
2: You know, the whole nine yards. It has you
0: know? its merits, I guess, under certain circumstances. <laughs> OK, whatever. <you> know? so, <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> so, they, so, we, so we went and they, I took him out to shooting. And then I remember um, I went and I... Uh, I, I I took the gun, I, loaded, I showed him how to load it, showed him how to do it, how to handle it. And then I just did some shooting real quickly. And I remember he looked at me because, I mean, I'm, I'm a I'm a, I'm a better than good shot. And he just looked at me. because you know someone's looking at you? He looked at me like, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then afterwards, I said, Gigi, I love you. You're my baby. You and the kids, I will always make sure you're good. And that means I need to be able to protect you. And I don't lie to you. I told you it was a dead shot. And I am. If anyone bothers you or my babies, they're
1: toast.
2: <laughs> he got all quiet, but it was that idea because you do protect what you love. Mm-hmm. And if you can't protect it, you don't have it. That was a. I I've never. had, No one ever put it to me the way you said that. There's something in that that's. Uh, I get it. I get it. I really get it. I don't care. I don't care whether it's your borders, whether it's your home, whether it's your dignity. If you're not willing to fight to protect it, do you really have it? That's. Yeah. A,
0: you don't have anything that you cannot defend. If you're not in a position to defend something, it doesn't belong to you.
2: I've never thought about that until you said that. That's a that's life changing in a way because it really changes how I see things. Because I I believe that you know it. it, it wow. Yeah. But,
0: let me ask you this question, because you, you you were talking about hitchhiking, and you were talking about like at sixteen you were living in a in a in a, a log cabin okay. in Montana, right? Yeah. yeah. H- how how did you from being born in Jersey? how did how did that arc take place? How did you wind up living there and then, you know, being a, a person? and um because you because a lot of people were saying that in the beginning of this chat that you know you you seem you talk like you're even older than you are. so it seems like you've been going through things uh, from a well, young age. I, how did that happen I, to I, you?
2: Uh, you know, um, not every family is healthy mm-hmm. <laughs> And um unfortunately, Abuse and violence is endemic in our society. A lot of people, when that happens, they get beat down. Most get beat down. But there's always some defiant little person Mm -hmm. who either I stay and get beat down or I venture out on my own and create a life and live. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I made the choice to venture out on my own to create a life and live. Because no one will beat me down ever. And so I'm um I'm a defiant person, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so the life I was living wasn't working. And in, in the same way, all over the world, you have people, whether they are in Sudan, uh or Somalia, they leave because the life isn't working. Mm-hmm. I did the exact same thing. My life wasn't working for me in a manner that I believe God would want me to have. Mm-hmm. So, due to the nature of the experiences over my lifetime, I decided to create for myself a better world. That's the short, clean, clinical way of putting it. But...
0: And somehow the, that took you out to Montana, living did, in, because, in a log took me cabin. Out
2: there was that it did was... Um, when I was in Montana, and Alaska, I used to live in Canada, too. When I was out in the, out in the wilderness, that was the only time I ever felt safe. You know, when I'm amongst people, so the, when living in the, amongst the animals, mm-hmm. it's the only time I ever felt safe in my life.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I felt at peace. So when I discovered decades ago, Montana and British Columbia, Alberta, what I found was my church. Hmm. I found a place where I could feel safe and at peace. I found people, this was so last century, who treated me with respect and decency and kindness. Mm-hmm. I found people who became family to this day. They became family to me who look out for me to this day. What I found was a dream that became a reality.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, what I did was, instead of staying in the filth and the crazy, I decided, I'm gonna live. Mm-hmm. So, I walked out the door, and I kept on going. And and that walk has taken me to Abu Dhabi, Dubai, all around the world because I kept on going. And what I tell anyone, Mm -hmm. if your life isn't working for you, then you change it. If you're willing to sacrifice who you are or what you are for what you want to become, then you can become it. Mm -hmm. It won't be easy. It still isn't easy for me. But I'm a fighter. I will always fight you. I will always fight you. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And I am that person. But that's Mm -hmm. my personality. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I went from a situation that wasn't working and I created the time, effort, and the kindness of strangers—a life worth living.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's what. That's how I. Um, went that's from. powerful.
0: A lot of people, you know, you you could be in civilization, right, and uh, and and be under those kinds of circumstances. And if you have the ability to walk away into the darkness, into the wilderness, you know, like you said, I, what was it? Why did you feel? Um, why did you feel safer in the wilderness?
2: I'm not big on people. I mean, I, okay. I'm, talking, I'm not big on people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, people can be um, cruel, toxic.
0: Mm-hmm. Savage. I've had,
2: yeah, I've had more guns pointed at my head and at my chest than I've ever wanted to have. Mm-hmm. I've had more knives. I know what it's like to walk down the street and have someone take a baseball bat and ping you. I know what that feels like. And so I, um, you know, I tell people there's a reason why I sleep with a loaded gun by my bed. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: There's a reason why. And I would never break into my house ever. I would never break it ever because you're leaving a spoon. But the bottom Mm -hmm. line is that when I found, when I discovered so many, many, many moons ago, those places, it was peaceful. I'm drawn to nature.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. And it just, there is nothing like being in the wilderness. I don't give it what anyone says. I was, I watched sometimes, I don't watch on TV, but on uh, on my Netflix show alone, I wanted to beat them. I wanted to beat them because they were stupid.
1: <laughs> I live that
2: way, you know so, i mean, You could not be that stupid, but they were, they really were, you know? mm-hmm. and, but, the mm-hmm. thing, but the thing is that for me, these places are beautiful. And, um, you know, animals are pretty simple. Mm-hmm. You leave them alone, leave them alone. you know mm-hmm. If they're hungry they me do X, y and Z. If I'm hungry, I'm gonna do X, y and Z
1: mm-hmm.
2: But you know just I live I, I'm, to this day I live really simply. you know I may live I live beautifully, I create beautiful I create luxury items. obviously I, I, I like nice things. I mean I create nice things.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: but I'm really simple. I'm extremely simple. I don't need a lot. Uh, it, it, I, I'd rather be in a, in a log cabin than on am other place on planet you know, a planning, mm-hmm. you know with, a, with a wood stove. I mean that to me that works. Mm-hmm. I don't need a lot of the other stuff. But for me, in these places, it's great. And then a lot of my friends, you know, back then, back then, everybody used to have, um, everybody had a gun rack. Mm -hmm. So remember, you know, everybody knew they had guns. So we'd go hunting and so we'd go out hunting and that's how you get your meat and you salt it and you get it and that's how you get your meat. And so for me, being around guns is part of that experience for me. It just reminds me when people would always go hunting and fishing, I'm the worst fisherman on the planet, hands down. There's no fisherman in the world worse than I. Am.
0: I could no, probably no, give I'm, you. I could probably give you your run, a run for your no, money being what, what, bad at fishing. I promise you. <laughs>
2: I I caught a dead fish. once. true story. I did. But one a time dead time I was
0: fish. With, okay. Yeah,
2: because I mean that's how bad I am. But okay. one time I was in Lake Kamloops up in uh, up in uh, up in BC, mm. and I was with my my buddy and his dad, and um, I, at that time I think it was I mean I must have been like nineteen twenty, and um, I caught a fish. Oh my gosh. It was only it was only like a twelve footer, like a little room only twelve footer, and then um, and then uh, Kevin was like, "Wow, throw it back in." I looked at him. His father came fishing with us. His yeah. father looked at me, looking at him. It was like, it's like, son, this man is about to throw you <laughs> because I was like, at first, real fish. Because yeah. I, I, really I think you, you meant to say twelve
0: inch or something like that, right? Yeah,
2: twelve inch yeah. fish. It was only mm-hmm. twelve it, it, it was a foot. It wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't really big, mm-hmm. but that's the first time I caught a live fish. Now, I've been wow. fishing for years. I suck at it, and also because my friends are such good fishermen, mm-hmm. such good hunters, I don't have to because they'll get it anyway, right? Mm-hmm. I'll cut it up, I'll cook it for you. But mm-hmm. I suck at it, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have my patience for that nonsense.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: so I finally, I finally caught a fish, and I remember, he's like throw it back in. I just looked at him with the look of death, and the father said, "Leave his fish alone." The <laughs> father said, "This man was to kill my baby over fish." <laughs> yeah.
0: I was
1: so proud.
0: that's awesome by the way john is out there he says he's a huge fan of czar there you go uh john john crump john crump's out there Uh, let me get this comment in from pistolero chalensis he says good for you brother finding light in the darkness we all have uh to find peace that makes us happy and uh being a man is about knowing who you are and who you're not
2: amen hallelujah amen to that it is yeah and, yeah. and then we got to figure out what works for us. I mm-hmm. think sometimes we think we think, okay, what society says, what should work for us? Mm-hmm. Well, society ain't raising society ain't feeding you. Mm-hmm. You got to figure out what works for you, as in, as an individual. Figure mm-hmm. out what how it works and just make it work. Mm-hmm. And embrace who you are, and own it. Just own it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. find a way to win. Just find a way to win. I mean mm-hmm. men find men just find solutions to problems. That's what men do. Mm-hmm. We find solutions. Mm-hmm. So don't come. The problem is, find a way to win.
0: Yeah, if you're alive, I try to tell my kids that. I think it's tough for. Um, I think nowadays life is so much easier for all of us in America, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you know what? It's kind of a thing because for Lola and I, we try to give our kids a better life than the ones that that we had, which in our own ways, uh, each you know was difficult, right? So I think our kids have it so easy that they get stressed out by things because they just didn't grow up in that fire where, you know, you're always <laughs> there's always things that you have to deal with and fight back and stuff like that. But I try to tell my kids and I'll I'll tell anyone out there, no matter how tough things are, you know, you you have to avoid getting to that desperate place in your life where you're just willing to like throw it all away, do something crazy, do something destructive to yourself or other people. If you're alive, if you're breathing, if you could walk, you could walk away, like you said, right? You know, you can walk away. You That makes a difference. If, if you're still alive, even if you're homeless or, you know, whatever you it is.
2: You have the options. You, you, when you're yeah. alive, you're blessed just being alive. It's funny. Mm-hmm. My father's blind. My father's totally blind. Mm-hmm. And my father went blind 16 years ago. And I said, that has been that was honestly awesome one of the best things ever happened to him. Because mm-hmm. my father is my father. I'll leave it alone. Mm-hmm. But... um. I remember talking to his, his sister, his, uh, his twin sister, mm-hmm. my auntie. And I was saying, you know, auntie, it took uh, my father, 79 years to become a good father. Mm-hmm. Better late than never.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but mm-hmm.
2: you know what? He's amazing now because mm-hmm. it allowed him to finally see. Being blind enabled him to finally learn to see. Mm-hmm. That's one of the greatest mm-hmm. blessings I think he's ever had. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like, no matter what it is, you've got to find a way to see the good in it. Mm-hmm. I believe in seeing the good, not the bad. Mm-hmm. life is too short there are people out there who will throw stuff at you and call you, every, call you everything who will see all negative in whatever you do I mean I've had people say why is this, right? why is this right? and my thought is that you know what you can go in whatever mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to hear it yeah. you know, I don't need negativity in my life I don't mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, I deal with amazing people and, and I don't want to be around the nonsense I focus on the good what I'm going to tell your kids is that focus on the, how blessed they are just bless. They have loving parents, and just shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want a lot because you have loving parents. Just shut up and be thankful. I think one of the most. I think one thing that we as a nation as people forget to do is just be thankful. Mm-hmm. We just forget to be thankful. We forget that, wow, we can breathe, we can eat. So I always focus on um, the blessings I have, not what I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't even go there. I just focus on the good. Because mm-hmm. there's too much out there. I don't want to. I don't want to have things in my head where I'm always just focusing on the negative. I just think we're around those kind of people. Do we want to be around people like that? No, we don't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that times can't be tough. It doesn't mean that we can't feel lonely, blue, whatever. But we have to be striving for the better, striving to make our lives better, striving to be the best example of ourselves we can be. It won't be easy, but what is?
0: Yeah. One of the mm-hmm. things, too, like so here we're talking about material things, and I think that, you know, um, everyone has material things, including me. But one of the things I've always learned in like there's no material thing I won't walk away from, from okay. the people that I love. Right. So I think the okay. material things are what is imprisoning us or enslaving us as modern people. So, no matter oh, I see it
2: also. And, yeah. and I see it especially in uh, in the black media often. You know, people want mm-hmm. this and that and that and that, they want luxury. This one, and that I say, first, you you're not set up for your retirement, you're not set up for whatever, but you want to spend what on a pair of Yeezys? <laughs> 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 see, like my, right. my, my, my nephew, my uh, my, my, my buddy Shy Head, is amazing, because Shahid – uh. Mm. He's from Pakistan. His father was the famous, uh, the best uh, lawyer in, in in the country at time while he was alive. Mm-hmm. But I remember Shahad. Um, he called me once.
1: Mm-hmm. He
2: called me. He was. Shahad doesn't have, doesn't show a lot of emotion, at all. Mm-hmm. He called me, and his voice didn't crack, but there was something in it. Well, someone had literally some suicide bombers that blew up his family's house.
1: No.
2: Oh. So, and so, real world. I I I'm around a lot of people who lived real world lives, and so his son and daughter. I, I see. I've known them all their lives, so I go see them. They live in a really nice house, a beautiful house in Virginia. And so I remember he he likes Yeezys. He's he's beyond spoiled. So I could put on a pair of Yeezys, mm-hmm. ugly shoes, but incredibly comfortable. Right. <laughs>
0: but you yeah, see, I but think yeah, I think Kanye works a lot on it being comfortable.
2: No, yeah. they, they are extremely mm-hmm. really good. But the right. point is that mm-hmm. becomes thing. Not getting people people focus on those things mm-hmm. as opposed to. Um, how can you educate yourself? How can you make the life for you and your family better? And we focus on material things. Now, I do make luxury items. I mean, you know, I make quarter million dollar chairs. I get it, I get it, I get it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But, you know, I also live within my budget. Every single day. I think I live below my means. Mm-hmm. I always have. Because I'm paranoid, I always feel that you never know. So you always prepare for whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people during this whole yeah. COVID. I to save money So I'm a... I'm a I'm a saver.
0: Yeah, so I was you're like a me. Great Depression baby, you I know, from the I Great Depression too. era. But you didn't. Li- you lived through your own personal uh, Depression. Great so Depression. So I've
2: been to always prepare for whatever. Yeah. so that's how I am. I see people like this. that like, just be thankful, and you don't need that. You don't need that, you know. And, and because you know, and I know, I make an item that people don't have to have, but for those who can afford it, it's a stunning piece. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I use the money to make my world better and hopefully your world better mm-hmm. because you never know what person you're going to touch and how they will transform their life, transform the world, but every person will transform the world in some capacity. Mm-hmm. So let's hope that we're making a positive impact. And with your beautiful you beautiful children, what I would just say is that be thankful, be thankful, focus on thankfulness,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that's it. That's yeah. what I said. Focus on being thankful yeah. because. Someone always has it worth. And, and if I and I also I really believe in traveling and taking people around the world mm-hmm. and showing them things because there's nothing like seeing someone up front. Mm-hmm. That that's how they live.
0: Yeah. And then to make them stop and think, oh, yeah.
2: And, and so
0: it, or, or nothing that? like showing like I remember, you know, for example, I lived in Nigeria at one point in my life. When you go to other places and you see other people who look just like you, regardless of, you know, who you are, if you're black, you're white, there's people in other places around the world who look just like you and have nothing. And that could be you. Yeah. Easy. It could well, easily be you again, but, and, what it, but it's all here. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 remind,
2: I tell people that most, the most of human existence, people had very little. And mm-hmm. people were oppressed. Only for a small period of time it will have. And do you mm-hmm. think it, do you think that what's more likely it that we continue where they are or go back to the way it was? Mm-hmm. If I was a betting man, I bet on what was in the past as opposed to what is right now. Yeah. Because the nature of humans has not changed at all. Mm-hmm. The greed, the desire, all these things haven't changed at all. And so that's why we need to protect ourselves and be for this X, Y, and Z, Because you never know when those times may come again. But they will come again because that's the nature of life.
0: It, we will so, li- life will always be ups and downs. Like I, I oh, guess yeah. I'm just used to that in my life. I mean, my parents I think had it pretty good in Guyana, just based on what my. You know, they were both teachers uh, b- by education and nature, but my dad, you know, worked for the government, built stuff. My mom was a teacher. They were well respected. They had nice things, but they were living in a socialist country, right? And then we went down. We went to live in England, and, you know, it was like you had nothing. And then we went to live in Nigeria, and then we had a lot of stuff. <laughs> you know, and then we came to live in America, and we had nothing. And I think, like, Lola sometimes, you know, she's like, wow, you're pretty fearless. Because I'll do things that Lola's like, wait, this is a scary thought, you know, and you're already acting on it. But this is why I do it, because I know in my mind I can walk away from those things. So if things things don't work, if things aren't working out in something that I'm doing, some risk that I took, I'm not going to hold on to like a watch or even a gun or anything material when I'm like, okay, I got bills to pay. That thing has to go. (laughs) Amen to <laughs> you but, know, that, and, take, and do what needs to be done. That's
2: being a responsible person, I, I don't, that's not fashionable anymore. That's mm-hmm. like, okay, someone pay my bills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I literally had something happen recently where someone who I haven't spoken to in a year and a half, a family member, mm-hmm. they literally, I guess kids call it ghosting me for whatever mm-hmm. reason, mm-hmm. but they, I got a call and I found that it was from some jail, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now you want uncle to go... <laughs> really <laughs> yeah bail me out <laughs> well see uncle didn't do the crime uh, uncle uncle's not doing the time and <laughs> uncle's not gonna pay for it mm-hmm. because you know what if you want to if you want to be that person you be that person by yourself
0: mm-hmm. yeah so jail is I, the I, jail is the right place for a lot of people amen, amen. i mean
2: <laughs> I, I think more need to go to jail personally
0: yeah and sometimes say, you yeah. got to sit <laughs> over there and think what you did sometimes going into that that prison saves you yeah well, don't do the crime you can not do the time
2: over from the yeah. silveretta. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. I mm-hmm. believe that absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you want me to pay for your stupidity. That makes me stupid. Mm-hmm. No, it's not I I worked so hard to walk a straight, and narrow line mm-hmm. to be right and do right.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: whatever I have, I made I try to make it legitimately where really you work hard and so but now you want me to take what I worked so hard for? Mm-hmm. What I'm talking about for? Because you were stupid. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Good day. Merry Christmas
0: to you. Yeah. At the risk of being really, uh, really terrible or seeming really terrible to people, can I hit you with another thing that I live my life by? Okay. Okay. This is what I believe. In life, you have to be willing to give up everything that you have to get something that you want. Please. I live that. I live that. You know, you have to. A lot of people don't realize that, though.
1: People think that's a crazy deal.
0: Yeah, I always I always tell people that if you whatever you want, you could have it. You want to be a famous movie star? You want to have a like a chiseled body, a 12 pack? You wanna you want to live in a multi million dollar mansion, drive a supercar? Do like whatever it is you want to do, you could do it. But you have to be willing to give up everything you have to get what you want, and you have to ask yourself if that's worth it, huh? I go
2: to Hollywood a lot. (laughs) So your dignity
0: too. Exactly. But that's the point that I'm making. I mean, sometimes what you're, yeah. If you really want something, you could do it, but you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Everything that I'll have to give up for that. If you have a family that you love, if you have a spouse, children, and you love them and you can't do something because you're taking care of them, then, and you don't, then you ask yourself, do you want that thing more than you want your family? I've been in that position and I've chosen uh, to take care of my family. And I'm really glad that I did that. Yeah,
2: that's what a man does. A man takes care of his kids. Yeah. At the end of the day, a man takes care of his kids. If a man ain't taking care of his kids, just sit your ass down and go.
0: Yeah,
2: that's basic. If you're not taking care of your kids, just shut up. I don't have anything to tell. I don't have any. I don't want to deal with you. Yeah. I have nothing to deal with you because that's your basic job. If you can't do that, I don't have time for you.
0: But what more valuable do we have as human beings than our children? We don't have it. We don't. There's nothing that. Uh, first of all, we don't own or have anything else, right? Like I said, okay. if you don't have the ability to defend it, you definitely don't have it. But but when you know when we have kids, there is nothing, in my opinion, that's more valuable than that.
2: There should be nothing. Not everybody has that point of view, unfortunately, and a lot of people nowadays don't have that point of view, which is sad. You know, and it's uh, I, I call it a very uh, a Western or American point of view, mm-hmm. because I see uh, I mean, when in other parts of the world, it's not the case. I remember I was in Bogota and I was visiting some people I know down there. I was at this nice hotel and this one guy, uh, uh, Danny, Big Danny, Little Danny, Big Danny, he wasn't working. And I asked Little Danny, did he leave? Uh, did he find a job? He said, no, he said in Colombia, no man would ever leave a job. Unless he had another job, because he has a family. Mm-hmm. No matter what, you got to take care of your family. That's non-negotiable. And I love that. I love it. love the idea that the, the 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 one thing you have to do is take care of those you love. And if you're not want to take care of those you love, to me, you don't love them.
0: Mm-hmm. Just just you probably just don't love you probably
2: yourself. don't love yourself. Eh, well, welcome to. I mean, that's that, that's being real. That's being yeah. real. By the way, I, you know, um, this is just this is just a wonderful opportunity speak with you I mean it's like I've known you for a thousand years <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's, I think it's, it's so
1: cool yeah. yeah yeah I have
2: a question when you um, mm-hmm. I wonder um I, I was I was gonna be doing a, a waterfall trip of all the biggest waterfalls in South America once in Guyana have mm-hmm. you been there
0: uh, well, I left Guyana when I was five, but I know Guyana is the land of waterfalls. Back. Have
2: you been back? In- no, I, I have not
0: been back. back. I've been I've been to to a lot of places, but I haven't been back to Guyana, no. Yeah, I,
2: well, I guess I'll go there before you, because I wanted to go there, because I yeah. wanted to go see the tallest waterfalls, yeah. uh, the 10th waterfalls in South America. Yeah. And, and Guyana has a beautiful one. That yeah,
0: one. Um, yeah, there's, uh, like, there's, I think Guyana has the most waterfalls. I think it's called, does Guyana, I think it means land of a thousand waterfalls or something like that.
2: I yeah, I thought it was cool. lovely. I wanted to go see it. Because yeah. I, yeah. I always try to stay like that. I, I try to, I give myself a task.
0: Mm-hmm. So, hey,
2: let me go to the highest mountains in every continent. Mm-hmm. Now, let me go see the, the tallest waterfalls and whatever. So th- mm-hmm. that was my next trip in South America. I was going to go around to the, to the, to the largest, water, and wa- largest and highest waterfalls mm-hmm. in South America. And Guyana had one. So I looked and said, I'll do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll do that because it just. It, was it, it
0: Kaichor? I don't remember the okay. we'll name, yeah. but I, I know what it
2: looks like because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a visual guy. Mm-hmm. I said, it worked for me. I said, I was going to go there because I wanted to see it. Yeah. Because kind of, I love stuff like that. I
0: love yeah. It. I mean, I, you know, I'm almost 50 and I left Guyana when I was five. I've lived in a lot of places. Uh, you know, when I was in Nigeria, I felt a lot like that felt a lot like home to me. And um, even I was I've been in Honduras and that felt a lot like home. Guyana is a beautiful place. I mean, it's 75 percent Amazon. You know. that works for me yeah um you know most of the people live like closer to On the coast, coast. Yeah, yeah you know um, but I think that kind of stuff from this point of view I think that a lot of that kind of stuff is beautiful the reality of living there you know for people that look like me like we were talking about before is a completely different thing you know I'm pretty much related to everyone in Guyana by the way <laughs> um, just because, First of all, Guyana has like less, the population is less than a million people. There's more Guyanese people that live outside of Guyana than live inside of Guyana, because everyone's trying to get out, even though it's this beautiful place with uh, lots of resources. I, I've got family members that own gold mines. <laughs> You know, there's a lot of gold and uh, like there's bauxite, there's all kinds of things. Reynolds foil used to have manufacturing facilities in Guyana until the the government nationalized it. Um, There's just a lot of resources there, right? Um, Pretty much anything grows there, but uh, this is one of the things I think people in America don't realize. Like you could take this beautiful place with beautiful people and you could destroy it with, with the ideas of the people who run the government. Amen.
2: Actually, you will destroy it. <laughs> yeah,
0: you absolutely will. And I think we're we're in danger of you doing will. that here in America as well. America's an incredibly beautiful place, an incredible amount of resources, incredibly powerful. America's a breadbasket. America can live on its own without any other country. Like we don't even actually need the Middle East and all that kind of stuff. Never. Right. You know, but it's the things that we do to ourselves. So, for example, right off the coast of Guyana recently, they discovered massive uh, amounts of oil, right? And so the government went to make deals with, I don't know, Exxon or whoever, right? And they basically made deals with the government that no other country would have signed deals like that. That the people of Guyana are going to suffer based on these deals that their own government made.
2: And you know what? What you don't have in guy. You don't, you, don't, you don't have a Second Amendment there, do you?
0: <laughs> no, people don't have the yeah. right to uh, own. No, they can't. Arms. Yeah. And China is for, heavily for in there. Huh? I know they are. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah.
2: Because I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm in South America often. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's I mean, they're different for obvious reasons. The resources, 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 mm-hmm. small population base. But I just think it's really important that we here, we got to. I don't think Americans realize how blessed we are. Mm-hmm. And how much we have, and I don't, I don't think we realize how easily it can be lost,
1: mm-hmm.
2: how really easily it can all be lost, and I.
0: And there's a tipping point where it's not retrievable. I remember coming to I live remember. here in the 80s. I came, I came to live in America. I think I've been coming to America since 1980, but we came to live in 1983. Um, those were tough times, but that still wasn't the tipping point from where there was no return, right? But there is mm-hmm. one. <laughs> There is, there is one, one that we're going to eventually hit that and there is no return from that, you know. And then the thing that everyone dreads that some other country, whether it's China or whoever it is around the world, comes in here. They pretty much own everything. They run everything. And that's what's going on in a, in a beautiful place like Guyana. But
2: people people, they, people sell – I would say they sell themselves for cheap is my term mm-hmm. they just sell, because they, they're getting their little portion – Mm-hmm. or that big portion, and anybody else doesn't matter. I think even in America, what's going on right now, even in a place like Seattle, there's just way too much, there's so much wealth here, mm-hmm. but what are they doing with it? Mm-hmm. There's so much wealth here, but it, it, it's the policies of the people. It's the mm-hmm. policies of the people that people vote for.
0: Stupidly mm-hmm. vote. Well, industry. I think it's because we abdicate a lot of um, our own responsibilities to people. That's what politicians are. Hey, Amen. You're
2: right. Because you're right, yeah. I, I don't need you to save me. Yeah, I, when I when I carry a weapon, I always say that I am my first and last line of defense. Mm-hmm. And I will trust me before I trust you. Bottom mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. And, and but people think it's, it's someone else's responsibility. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. No, it's, it's my responsibility to take care of me and my family. It's my responsibility to protect myself.
0: It's no one else's. And I don't. Need if to if it's someone myself. else's responsibility, you're a slave. Right. Oh.
1: Well, not. <laughs> I mean, this is you know, reality.
0: This, is, this is how that works. Someone may pull you off this. <laughs> you better grab you. Through. I mean, Some but, that's, but that's the truth. That's the truth, I right? I know, but... Yeah. Not everyone wants to hear it. Not everyone wants to hear it. Let me ask you this. Because um, you, 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 you've probably, you've traveled, I'm sure, like 10, 100 times more than I have. Okay. Uh, where have you been and why are you doing all of this travel? What's, you know, is it business? Tell us what it's kind of business. stuff you're doing traveling It's, it's, right?
2: it's business. But also a lot of his business, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, but I also like seeing places. I mean, I love the natural world. I love South America. I love the natural world. I mean, I love the mountains. I love the desert. I love the desert. You know, and so I like seeing it. But you mm-hmm. know, I also love the I love the I love the ability to see what's in my house. I look at mm-hmm. the world as my house. Mm-hmm. So I want to see every room in my house. You know, mm-hmm. when you when you go in your house, you don't, you you don't just go into the kitchen, living room, the bedroom, and the den. Mm-hmm. You want all rooms of your house. You're going to attic. You're going to basement. You want to see the whole house. Mm-hmm. So I look at the world as my house. I want to see my entire house. <laughs> so that's why I've been to every state in the union because you know, I mm-hmm. want to see every. I want to see every room in my house. So I make a habit of traveling because it enriches me. Mm-hmm. From a creative standpoint, it inspires me greatly. But also, I think it makes me uh, a more whole person because I get to see how other people live. I get to hear from the experiences. And it makes me a more charitable person. It makes me a more humble person because I realize how blessed I am. And I think when you don't, you, if you don't give yourself that, then you are less of the person you can be because you're not filling it out. It's like if I only go certain parts of my house, I don't see it all. So I wanna see my entire house. Mm-hmm. I wanna see all of my house. So for me, that's what I do because it, it helps me. It helps me to see different things. So whether I'm in New Zealand, which is great, uh, New Zealand or Japan or China, it all helps me to get a sense of, OK, these people living in my house. Because <laughs> 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 it's my house. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I get to see people or my neighbors.
0: Right. Living the in world my- should belong to all of us, uh, you know, but. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily right there's some oh, well, pla- I- are there places you don't want to go? I know there's places on the planet I don't want to go to. even though even some places I really like, but I don't really want to go there anymore because you know rules and the way people do things over there, I feel like, yeah, this isn't you know. Uh,
2: um, let me see. Um...
0: Have you been to some places that you're like, you know what? I'm not going back there ever easily.
2: No, I, I'm a gypsy. I go anywhere. I yeah. I'll go anywhere, and I think because of my personality, mm-hmm. I I believe I can go to North Korea, Korea, and be fine. Okay. Because um, first, I follow rules. I'm one of those people. You know, mm-hmm. first, it's your house, your rules. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not, and also, I'm not going to cut you down in your house. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call you out of your name in your house. You know what I mean? Which mm-hmm. people do, and then they wonder why things mm-hmm. happen to them. You know? Right. I'm,
1: not, right. I'm not.
2: I'm not. I'm not a person who's going to complain when someone. I'm not some famous celebrity. Whereas when something happens to them, they wonder, what did it happen to me? Because it's a person of color. It's like, you know, hey, I'm used to it. You mm-hmm. know,
0: so. Yeah. Then so. I mean, I, you know, you're, if you're even if you're American, man, if you're not, uh, you have to get on special status. Right. I think a lot of Americans don't realize this. You go to certain countries and you get in trouble. You could be so swiftly um, executed. <laughs> Well, like, you know, isn't there isn't there a girl right now in the Cayman Islands or something? An American team. You no, know, yeah. but
2: she, but they, they, she was supposed. She didn't follow the rules mm-hmm. because she didn't need rules apply to her. I mm-hmm. said, you know, you're going to sit your ass in jail for four months, and then learn. Then maybe you'll learn to follow the rules next time. You don't get to do whatever you want. So that's why I think I do well in other parts of the world mm-hmm. because I follow the rules and I understand that there's a privilege being America. because I always say you're part of a really big gang. Mm-hmm. But still, and, and also, I'm not easy to offend
1: mm-hmm.
2: when I'm over. I'm not. One time, I was leaving a country in South America. I was checked six. I was buying some art, some really expensive art too, for that matter. Mm-hmm. But they looked at me like, "What are you doing?" Cause, you know, black person like, well, "What am I doing?" Right? Mm-hmm. And so they looked at me. They checked me five times.
0: Mm-hmm. Different time. <laughs> they were like, eh, but, we think you're still hiding something from no, us. No, 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 no. You, they did and you, yes, the, you the, have that fit now. Yeah. No,
2: the fifth time, literally, I mm-hmm. walked out of a room, and then someone said, come into another room. So the sixth time. Mm-hmm. Only the sixth time did I lose it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't cuss, mm-hmm. but what I did, I just reminded them um, that I'm fine, that financially I'm fine, and that I'm out of here no matter what. I know people, obviously. I know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, and mm-hmm. I know some prominent people. And so you don't ever want to go there, but they kept pushing me, pushing me, pushing me, and then finally I just had to check them.
0: Yeah. So, you didn't anyway. want to pull out Dick Wham? Do you know what that yeah, is? Yeah. Dick Wham? You know? you never <laughs> no. heard of Dick Wham? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's, uh, do you know who I am?
2: <laughs> no, 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 I don't do no, But I know a lot of people, and I know
0: them well. I know, uh-huh.
2: I, I know some who I call you at 3 in the morning well. Right. But no, I don't do that because I just I'm humble as all get. You just shut up and yeah. you just take it. But the sixth time, the sixth time, then then I was in a then I was in a bitch
0: mode. I was like, bitch. <laughs> 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 I crossed over that yeah. boy. Brian and Quick man, says these COVID rules are pretty insane, though. You know what I think? You but see, they say do, do when you're when in Rome, do as the Romans. So here's he, the thing: yeah. if you're going to go to another country and you're you're making the choice to go to that country and you don't want to follow their rules and stuff. Um, you know, listen, that might be some cute teenager somewhere, but you're going to another country and they have rules. You got to follow it because what are we going to do now? Go to war to get a, a teenager back because they went to somewhere else. I agree. There's a lot of like crazy COVID rules not going to save anyone, blah, blah, blah. Don't go anywhere there.
2: Well, that's it. I mean, that's the bottom line. You know, so you got to mm-hmm. be careful that like when I um, next month I'm flying to both uh, I'm flying to both um, the UAE and also Brazil. Mm-hmm. I do what people say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't say. And you know, just and I'm just I'm pretty mellow about that and I'm easy. And also I said that I'm choosing to go to these other places. They allow me in their beautiful home.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: If I go to someone else, I'm not gonna tell you what to do or stay in your own home. I don't do that. I think it's I think it's rude.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, so I just don't do that. I just think oh, let me be polite, let me be respectful, and leave it at that. And it's not hard to be polite and respectful. It's what you should do,
1: mm-hmm. you know.
2: And if you don't like the rules they have, then just don't go.
0: Don't go. Yeah, you know. I mean, or if you're yeah. there and you find out the rules, uh, don't break any. <laughs> don't break any, or just
2: or, or leave. You know, but,
0: <laughs> yeah, but, get but, out. but yeah,
2: but don't get an attitude. Don't get an attitude. Right. Yeah. That said, I was one time. True story. I was um, I was uh, taking a taxi ride, and uh, I arrived. I came in. I flew in from Houston, and it was really early in the morning. And I had this beautiful bag. I was looking really dressed nice. I wasn't dressed by normal sweatpants. I was really dressed nice, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is unusual for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I looked like I had a little money. And, um, and they picked, and then someone picked me up at the airport, and I was going to this uh, nice nice hotel near the President's palace, and um, small, lovely. Go there often. And someone went the wrong way. What I thought was the wrong way. I go there often.
1: It's mm-hmm.
2: like my fifth time there. And I thought, oh wow. <laughs> because that does happen. So mm-hmm. I literally, I this is what I did. This is this is typical me. I started. I was in the back seat, so I started moving over directly behind the the, the chauffeur, mm-hmm. and I literally I started taking my belt off because. I was going to choke him out and leave his dead body there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought he was trying to kidnap you? <laughs> no,
2: it happened. I know it yeah, happened.
0: Yeah. yeah. No,
2: no, no, no. I would have choked his blank, blank out in a second. <laughs> because of,
0: that's it. So, so while yeah, I'm people, you get kidnapped in other countries. It happens. No, you, know, you know do. It, so. You know, I mean, yeah.
2: I've had a situation where someone going to kidnap me once. And so mm. my thought was, you know, no, no, you're not going to take me. I mean, mm. I mean, you can, you can have my dead body. But my live body? No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that? No, no, no. Yeah. So I've learned that, but that was that was true too because I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. And luckily um. he turned away. I knew finally because I literally I had I, I slowly I took my belt off, and i was mm. about to go. And i was like, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. You know when you there's, travel. There's
0: there's those you, books that talk about when you travel. You know, uh, my brother is deep into these kind of books. Cause there's always there's always weapons around you. This is what people don't. Ain't realize. none of that. Yeah. Everything is I'm a freaking a
2: weapon.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not Vin Diesel with the cup. You know, like I'm gonna kill you with this cup. <laughs> yeah, but there. But a lot of things in in the world of weapons, uh, your brain the the most important one. Um, go ahead, finish your thought. No, got one you.
2: time another story. One time, mm-hmm. someone was about to assault me, mm-hmm. and I didn't have any weapon. You know, I didn't have a weapon. But I remember there was a Pepsi can on the ground. So I don't know where this came from. But literally, I picked up the Pepsi can, I, I, I broke it, and then I made I made a razor out of it. So I'm about to I literally, I'm a gather a weapon in like ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I can gather a weapon out of anything. So maybe part of the reason why I can travel around the world is that if you know, if whatever hits the fan, please bet on me.
0: Bet yeah. on black. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now you Wesley Snipes. Okay. What the
2: tax problems? have the tax problems? Oh, right.
0: Yeah. You don't want to wind up in a prison in Florida. It's not fun. Yeah. No, but no, 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 no. I
2: had to because you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm used to being by myself. Mm-hmm. So you have to figure out a way to win.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it comes down. To, and in life, you got to figure out a way to win.
0: Absolutely. So, no matter what, until you're, you you got to fight until you're dead. It's not well, about, you know, it's the thing is, is that if someone realizes that you're willing to give up, they're just going to keep going to that point that they know that this is where it is. So, you know, in your mind, you've like, if I'm here, I'm fighting.
2: No, I've always been that way. And I think mm-hmm. that's why I'm alive today. What I mean is I'm alive today, because I will fight you no matter what. And I think that's really important. I think as a man, you got to have that. So when I travel, I think part of what has kept me out of trouble often is that people sense no fool will kill me mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah I mean, mm-hmm. it is what it is because
0: you get mode <laughs> I'm going
2: to fight you forever I'm going to fight yeah. you forever I don't care if I die today as long as I take you with me it's fine yeah. <laughs> but I will, but it's, you have to have that warrior spirit mm-hmm. and that's it you know you know, you can have a gun or a knife and not be a warrior Mm -hmm. or have that warrior spirit i can have that pepsi can and i'll Mm -hmm. still whoop your
1: ass (laughs) the
2: bottom line is that you have to have that ability to go Mm -hmm. and you say i'm not i'm gonna win i think in life that's what i've learned you've got to say how can i make this work for me Mm -hmm. because i said there are people who are depending upon me to be okay so that they can be okay no 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 i have to win this fight I have to do this and that now. And that. So I always look at it's not just me. There are people that I don't even know yet, who who I've yet to meet, who need to meet me, or I need to meet them. And I'm not going to give up when I miss and mess up their opportunity because I believe we are alive for a reason. Mm-hmm. I think things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so no, I'm not just going to go punk out and die. No, I'm gonna try the best I can because it's my job to do that, and I and I can do that. I think people forget that we're warriors. Mm-hmm. We forget that we are hunters, that we can be strong as we as we choose to be. We, we are beautiful, strong individuals. Often we teach ourselves or we're taught to be weak, mm-hmm. to be whatever. That doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. We gotta embrace our strength. How can we progress as a people if we as 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 a nation, if we don't embrace our strengths, stop focusing on what we don't do right, but focus on what we do right, what we can do better at, and how we can help each other. That is my focus always, you know. So whatever I do, I'm always trying to push the ball forward, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's helping people, whether it's designing or anything. And I think that's where I I really appreciate this time speaking with you because you've helped me to grow. I love the idea of if you can't defend it, you don't own it.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I mean, that's like beyond real. That's real. That's beyond real. It just speaks to this is the truth of the world and you have to go admit to what it is.
0: Yeah, and if it's, you're not
2: worth it, you don't
0: own it. Yeah, it's what brought me here. Let me ask a couple of questions here. I think we got like maybe 11 minutes, <laughs> which is awesome. Ah. Yeah, I mean we've burned through a lot of time, which is I think with a lot of great stuff is happening here. Um, now don't show us anything because YouTube actually watches us and. We're not allowed to show, uh, handle guns while we're live. But I know people, I think somewhere in the beginning, wanted to know what kind of stuff do you carry every day? Uh, you know, what's your like, uh, what's your concealed carry look like?
2: Uh, a I would SIG.
0: A SIG? Okay. Because it's
2: small, it's easy mm-hmm. to carry, and you wouldn't know I have it. You know, whereas... Um, my Gigi, he carries uh he carries uh, a Glock, and it's yeah. funny. Gigi was thin, right? Mm-hmm. So I came, I always when I see him. I fly in, I, he picks me up the kids and at the airport, I give him a hug, right? I didn't know he had a Glock. <laughs> and he took his shirt off when he went changing. He went upstairs and was changing changing the boys' uh, diaper, and then it's so, like.
0: <laughs> well, this is the this is the kid you took shooting for the first time, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah now it's amazing. Now
2: he carries a black yeah, right? There's <laughs> an
0: angel out there that got its wings because you you brought another gun guy into the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah I like
2: but no, I just like one yeah. right, whatnot, because um, I actually So you're you a know, Sig
0: know. guy. You're a Sig. You like Sig. Uh, are you like Are you doing the P365? Or are you uh, carrying, like, one of the other, you know, smaller concealed carry SIGs, or? A small
2: concealed carry, I beca- uh, because I think it's.
0: I'm no, not, don't it's, show, it's, don't, yeah, <laughs> don't show us, like I said. But, you know, yeah. you,
2: in my world, it, in my world, the gun is never far from me. In my mm-hmm. world, it's never mm-hmm. far from me. I'm like, hey, oh, it's right there. But, mm-hmm. but you know, I do, because to me, it's it makes it a, you don't mm-hmm. know a habit. Mm-hmm. And I like, uh, I mean, a concealed weapon should be concealed. Mm-hmm. No one should ever know you have it, Mm -hmm. And so, and I really proponent of that, I don't want anyone to ever know Mm -hmm. I have. So if I'm in a 7-Eleven, and someone comes in there, whatever, I am, unless you come at me, I I know nothing. Mm -hmm. But I carry it because you you just never know. I mean, I live in a beautiful neighborhood, Mm and obviously, and and so people walk around at night, at midnight, and women by themselves, white women by themselves, It's, it's a nice neighborhood. That said, you never know what's gonna happen when it's gonna happen. And for me, I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Mm-hmm. And I think I see women, when I live in Seattle, I see women walking around at night all the time. And I'm a grown man who can defend myself with a Pepsi can, a rock, my fist, or obviously a, a, a weapon, mm-hmm. uh, a gun. And and they just walk around oblivious, or like, I mm-hmm. just don't get it. I don't get it. I'm not that person, you know. Mm-hmm. I believe you have to because protecting myself means I'm protecting my family. By protecting myself, I'm giving my family the option, the opportunity to thrive.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So for people out there, when someone asks you why you carry, you carry to not to protect yourself, but protect your family and their future.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: One of my good friends uh, uh, in, uh, in in Brazil. You know he he's a he, he has a bunch of six because he's, he's a spokesman for Six Hour, and he keeps a loaded gun right in, by the bed. And his wife asked him why why he did this, and he tried to explain. And I said I said next time I said J D next time you talk to her just tell her that it is my job as your husband to always protect you. Mm-hmm. That's it.
1: <laughs>
2: so that's why because my job I love you I cherish you but my job is always to protect my baby. Mm-hmm. and so I said because like, he said he got it lyrics
0: lyrics that's a, like I like that one it's a combo like it's true but at the same time it's lyrics you know what I mean by that that's yeah, how a, you know yeah it's,
2: yeah. I just think it's, it's like, like you're like dropping
0: a- some r and B. I don't
1: know about that yeah.
0: well you know uh, yeah I think uh, I think that's part of the thing let me get this in here John Crump uh, he, he's he's um, He's out of the chat. He's leaving. He's got to go. He uh, he says, good night, guys. Great job, you too. Big shout out to John Crump. That's how I got to meet Czar here. So um, I don't know if you could see the chat or not.
2: No, I can't. Something's oh. going on here. My uh, computer's getting crazy. Okay. Um, all
0: right. So that's why I got that one out for you. Uh, short stack shooter said sig yes there you go awesome let me get this question in because someone asked this a little while ago john parsons w- says i would love to see his studio slash shop do you have that online anywhere that we could check that out uh...
2: no i can put some pictures on it but um, yeah i can put some pictures on it but i just, just don't i'm a yeah it's a nice it's a cool shop and all honestly. it's really cool because it's in the old uh really old 100 year old buildings so okay. it's um yeah,
0: maybe, so, I'll, maybe I'll post some of those. I it's always interesting one. to see the workshop of an artist. Now, are you a classically trained artist? Did you did you go to college, get degrees in art and stuff like that? Or yes, I know I you I sort taught of ta- myself. Okay. I
2: taught myself, and what I did is I, I found people who were the best at what they did, mm-hmm. and then basically I became their apprentice. Mm-hmm. The, the, I always, what I've learned is that find out someone who's the best at something and then go and, and befriend them and learn from them. I, I just suck up all the knowledge I can from everybody I can, and that's mm-hmm. one thing I'm really good at. You know, just, I'll ask anybody for help, and then I'll go and, uh, and I'll go and watch them like a hawk and find a way they do something, and then try to find a way to do it better.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's okay. really what I believe. You, you find a way, just so you can, you can always find a way. You just gotta, you know, you gotta find people who, who understand you. Who accepts you, and you just keep you just ask questions. I think people forget that most people who are really skilled, are really highly skilled. They want to share their knowledge with people. Mm-hmm. They do, mm-hmm. and and people are afraid to ask. So I, no, no. So bring someone a pie, buy them mm-hmm. a beer, whatever. But then just go say, how may I help you? You know, how can I help you? How can I? Or I would say, how can I be you? How can I become you? Mm-hmm. That's a line I used once with someone, mm-hmm. and so, and it developed a relationship because I said, "You have a basis of knowledge that I don't have,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: I really want to go and learn from you." And they were honored, because I meant it as an, uh, I, I meant it in a way because I really, I, I, I preach, I valued them. It feeds our
0: soul as human beings to share, and I think everyone wants to share. When we leave the world, it's not just we, – we make things in the world, right? We, we create we things. I think I do. I think you do. I think lots of people do. And those things may live for a long time, but what really lives forever is when you share what you do. Amen to that. That's you right. Know? I'm gonna share your Instagram with folks, and I'm gonna uh, put it in here. So uh, it's peacetime, 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 peacetime 38. Yeah, I am gonna. Uh, I'm I am gonna share the website as well with folks. So here is the. Uh, I'm following you from my. I followed you from the, my main account, and I'm following you from my Stranger Palooza account. Lots of cool things on here that you guys could check out. It's uh, peacetimes, plural. times 38. Number three. Um, yeah, I, I would really encourage everyone to go check that out. And then I think you said the other place everyone should go. Uh, website-wise, you want also peacetimes38? Dot com. Hmm. Number yeah. 38. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's also Zaxer works where I was uh, I was running a couple of Czar things. Zara I'm, so, I'm so sorry. Czar why did, I, I did it again. I got to it. Yeah, I did not know. Uh, whatever. I yeah, Zara <laughs> Designs. Zara design. Sorry. Uh, which is com, and then there's your works and stuff like that in there. Like this... Uh, what is this thing? I th- oh, I think this is a bar stool. Oh, or,
2: the one the bar fight? The one with all the ar- legs going everywhere? Yeah. It's one favorite, I love that one. It's like, when you've bar been, to, fight. been by, after a bar fight, Yeah, and you see all the stuff around, now yeah.
0: that I've been
2: by a bar fight, okay. What is that, <laughs> what
0: is the material on top? Is that like a, is uh, that? It's
2: an acrylic resin.
0: Acrylic resin. resin, okay. And it has okay, all cool. kinds of stuff in it. I mean, I, uh, that stunk
2: for probably, Two weeks
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can imagine okay let's see and then peace time uh peace time, time. peace time. times peace times plural, plural. 38 peace times 38 that's where you guys need to go um if, if you're, and if, if, you're and if someone
2: wants something they can contact me directly i'll give them if, if they if, if they're if they're a fan of yours i'll give them i'll give them 20 percent off anything anything
1: okay if they
2: if, if, if they they gotta say that i'm a fan of hank strange and whatever price is i will adjust it by 20 percent because they are a fan of of yours
0: right. awesome thank you so much for that if anyone this is gonna this this stuff is gonna um live here on the channel for a while there's some really nice things that i see here so um you know if you're looking for something cool um that is like uh if you're into watches and you're looking for and you're also into guns, and guns. <laughs> yeah, and you're looking for something, you like to um, collect something things that are handmade. Um, I, I would invite you guys to check it out. Uh, hopefully, we'll we'll get Zara to come back here and hang I out would with love us it. again. It's
2: been a blast. And yeah. if someone wants something before Christmas, I will get in a plane tomorrow and I will fly <laughs> to where they are.
0: Somebody will Literally. test you if you say that. No, like, no, no, I want to see, support. is this yeah. dude coming uh, out here? I, I, I do it all the time. Yeah. You know,
2: if, they, if they buy a Sao Paulo at $10,000, I could I'd give, I'd give it to them at $8,000. i will fly them anywhere in the world.
0: You know what I would like to do? And I don't know if you show anyone this, but I would like to show, I like to do how it's made videos so this is my podcast channel my main channel there
2: are some videos on in in the in the in the instagram where i where where where, um where um where um richie rich and i are working on something i think yeah because richie rich and uh, my buddy richie rich we're working on something together we're milling we're milling some um
0: where do you make the where do you make the watches i make
2: them in seattle i make them i make them right by the water
0: Okay, In a
2: 100-year-old in a factory. Is right. this something
0: you know. that you would ever let someone like myself make a video? Um, Come on down. I'll I would love to you. do that.
2: I'll feed you. <laughs> oh, I would you love know? to do
0: that, actually. That would be awesome. You're
2: welcome, you welcome wherever. And um, it's pretty where it's at. And then I'll, 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 I'll provide you with a really good meal. If nothing else, I'll always feed people. Oh, so, well, you know, if nothing get, else, see, I
0: will eat. Wait, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get some
2: good food now. I'll get some great food, you know. So yeah. uh, and some some be healthy, but some will just be delicious. And so, but literally, um, yeah, you me. guys have invited. I just, this is such a great experience for me, frankly. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I first learned about you through uh, John Crump, who I, who's fantastic. Uh, you know, you are and Fantac as well. Both you and your wife have treated me with such grace and kindness and openness. Uh, I'm fans for life.
0: Thank you. For so if, that. I appreciate
2: if it. If you're ever in Seattle or out in the West Coast or Montana when I'm there, going to South America, I'll always feed you. Absolutely. I'm have a great meal. And just you can come out there and just, you know, um, yeah, and I'm going to try to do something for you anyway, uh, because I really appreciate this opportunity. And just, you know, it's just nice dealing with good, decent people because often in our daily life we deal with all kind of folks. So it's so enriching to be around just a wonderful nice person. My gosh. And it's so necessary. So this is you've really filled my soul.
0: Yeah. And yeah the feelings mutuals are the feelings mutual. I, I hope uh if you're if you ever have occasion to be out here in Florida, you'll come hang out with us or we'll get I to hang to go, out. Okay. Do you ever go to I'll- SHOT Show? Uh there's no SHOT show next year, but you ever go to shot show, NRA show, any of those kinds of things? You ever I love do that? It, yeah, I would love. It, I'll I'll figure that out if there's something going on. I'll figure out how to get you there. Hopefully, you'll come back on this show and, and no, we'll do more things. No, this was a blast. Things. I mean, this
2: is yeah. a great opportunity for me to share my mm-hmm. my work with these with all your your amazing fans and just this is just you know it's like you know being on this show was like being at home.
0: Awesome. And. Um, That's what we shoot for. Let me get some comments in here before we cut it off. Brick says, uh, good show, Uh, thanks guys, thanks Lola, good night, be safe. Uh, Short stack Shooter says, I like Zar, he has a lot of energy, world experience and positive attitude. Uh, She says, you're inspiring. Uh, Jerry Parker says, he's a really nice guy. Uh, Armament and Axes has been uh, sharing uh, the Peace Times 38 uh, link uh, in the chat. And so, yeah, absolutely. I do really want to thank you. Um, I'm going to give you one more chance here. And, and anyone who's watching right now or later, please uh, take some time out and smash the thumbs ups on this. Maybe share it. Um, I always like to twist things like this and get different, interesting people on. And it's a it's an extra pleasure or bonus that Zar is also into guns. And he understands not just the whole gun lifestyle, but the, the lifestyle that we live as Second Amendment advocates out there in the Amen. world. Um, to tell the folks what if there's people looking at this and they want to be able to communicate with you how can they do that do you have an email do they go to your social media how do they communicate with you
2: they can go to the website for p738.com and there's a contact page right there so that's easy or they can just go to ZAR designs that's zebra able x-ray x-ray robert uh, designs at gmail and just contact me directly at zar Z A X X R. D-E-S-I-G-E-N-S at Gmail. And that's my direct link. They can contact me if they want a special deal. If they're going to cook me a nice pie, a good pie, by the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. No, no, no. Oh, okay. But you can't be bribed by food. <laughs> of course I can. <laughs> okay. Any like yeah. you, you <laughs> special kinds of pie? Is it apple, cherry, whatever? No, no, no. I love a pie.
2: Please. If it's a good pie, Okay. okay. And I'm, And don't ask me to share that pie either.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's some people out there that could cook. I got, I have some uh, no, no, folks no, no, out no, there no, who No, 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 because
2: I, I, you know, like, I will trade for food. <laughs> so All I'll right. <laughs> but, you know, they can contact. And honestly, if someone really wants wants um, uh, a, 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 one of our bespoke watches, you know, I, the first person who contacts me with a legitimate offer, I can only afford, like, $2,400 or whatever. If you're nice, you never know, you may get it. Others have. Because I just like nice people. I mean, just and if someone is one of your supporters, then now one of the I, I would, you know, I will always treat them differently than someone else, because thank you. I'm so honored, and um, you know, just say I want the hang Strange discount, there and I'll get, no, no, and they better be specific. If you don't put it, you're not going to get it. <laughs> so if if someone emails me at ZAR Design Z A X X R Designs at Gmail, and they actually want to watch. And if they want a, a Sao Paulo, which is, now it's, I'm dropping down 8,000 for uh, for uh, for strange supporters, strange supporters. I will literally book a flight to anywhere in the country that I don't have to do the COVID restrictions. I, I'm not gonna follow the COVID restrictions anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm gonna get off the airplane. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get, you know, rent a car. I'm gonna drive up to your house and then I'm gonna leave. Except I'm gonna say, Are "You gonna bring me some food?" <laughs> and, then, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna leave. But I will get it to you. I think it's kind of fun to have someone. I love to have someone in, in somewhere in the middle of nowhere saying, "Okay, yeah, get get it to me." And I and I'll be like, "Yeah, I'll get it there." Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah make it happen. i know
2: people i know people so i can yeah. get there i'm people. gonna
0: uh before i so stay right there i'm gonna give one last comment uh actually maybe two michael aven says it's nice to see something good coming out of seattle and uh shout out to check your six says we need more people like this guy in the world uh it's, it's so awesome stay right there czar i'm gonna run the end of the show in here and then i'm gonna come right back and give you the last word All right, guys, thanks so much for watching us here. Make sure you guys smash the thumbs ups, ring the bell so you can be notified, leave your comments. Uh, We really appreciate you guys watching. Make sure you go to HankStrange.com. We're going to rip the audio out of this and put it up on iTunes and all the other places that you listen to your audio podcasts. Um, uh, Zara Llewellyn, did I get it right there? Yes, you did. Absolutely. Uh, What's the last words that you would like to leave these folks with before we get out of here tonight?
2: Uh, just be good to each other amen we need just be good to each other and and never forget how blessed you are
0: amen amen thanks so much stay right there uh we're out of here guys i'm gonna see you tomorrow we're only doing monday tuesday which is today and tomorrow on the show and then we're going for our christmas break so on behalf of myself and and Czar, i'd like to say to all you guys and you Zar Merry Christmas, Happy New Years. <laughs> you know we'll Please be back natal, tomorrow.
1: Natal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Stay right there, Zara. We're out of here. Peace. Okay.